Cloud is powering tomorrow's transformative missions. Federal agencies are partnering with SAIC to help them meet these critical moments, where bold moves require confident blueprints, where you can accelerate transformation through consistency, where you can innovate forward and never look back. SAIC quickly and securely migrates large-scale workloads to the cloud with the confidence you need to assure your mission. Learn more at SAIC.com slash cloud. Podeskew is a founding member of the Odd Pods Media Network. I'm Midnight Agent Raw. And I'm Okami. We are the Super Media Bros Podcast. And each week, we give a comedic take on all forms of entertainment, such as movies, music, video games, television, and much more. So put your shades on and listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Shades on. We're on. What's up, man? With great podcasting comes no responsibility. That's for damn sure. <laughs> man, I haven't done that in like three weeks. That hurt. I, oh man, we have we have definitely taken a break, just either due to health reasons or scheduling or whatever. Holidays, you know, a lot of yeah. a lot of different, a lot of a lot of good reasons. But I, you know what, I. What I do think is, despite the time off, I think we gave the audience content while we were gone, so that that worked, and yep. I hope everybody enjoyed the stuff they got, and now it's our uh, first release of 2022, so hey, look yeah. at that. About goddamn time, man. 2021 was really pissing me off, so. Yeah. But so was 2020, so was 2019, so was 2018, so was 2016, so. <laughs> Basically every year since 1991, right? I yes, mean, that's yeah, exactly so. right. Just um, like... I'm bored. I'm pissed. I die. That's really going to be the life of of, uh, of Rico. I'll make sure that's on your tombstone. I'm born. I pit. I'm pissed. I died. Yeah. No. What will be on my tombstone is just like now. I'm happy. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, I am no longer pissed. Oh um, man. Full disclosure: you are not feeling super well, and I, I am not feeling super well. I'm actually doing better than if we had done this on our normal day. Hey, okay, that's for well, sure. Yeah. But yeah, you, I've, I've yeah, had a rough. Are, well, I've had I'm, a rough. I'm struggling a little bit. I've had a rough ten days, and you've had a rough like three to four at this point by yeah. my math. So yeah. it's not it's not been a fun fun start to 2022. But and, in all yeah, in all fairness, for me, it started in 2021. So this is just a hangover. I think that's, I don't know. That's true. I I I made a post where the day after, so New Year's Day. I felt awful, but I didn't drink any alcohol. No, I know you didn't. Yeah, yeah. And I, so I legit felt hungover despite drinking no alcohol. Like I was just feeling sickly. I was, and, and I, I never really get a sinus headache. I got a full blown sinus headache. I had the pressure and everything. I had that too. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was all frontal and temple. 
like yep. low. And, and then also I, cheeks, because the sinuses come all the way down into your cheeks. So I had it all like under here too. I didn't really have too much problem with the cheeks. Steph, on the other hand, is is all cheeks. So and when she when it when it's when she gets cold and everything, or if it's too dry, yeah. Or or ultimately, if she just has a carrot for whatever, you know, just like basically she's always discomfort, you know, in discomfort in her cheeks and nasal area. Ugh. Um, but uh, I, I got a wicked bad headache and Steph and I went to Maxwell's last night uh, because it was the first time we'd seen him since the new year. Sure. He he was out of town for Christmas, so we hadn't seen each other in weeks right. at this point. And uh had a really nice dinner with him. Like nice. he, we, like I, Steph and I brought salmon and like sausages, and like w- Maxwell and I, like despite my headache, we were just cooking in the kitchen together. And like he, like pulled out lobster tails and nice. baked chicken, and we had sausages and we had rice. And like he and I are bouncing off each other and like learning how to like, oh, how do you cook that? Well, let me show you like that type of thing. You know, with, with um, all respect to what you wanted for your birthday, shit, we got takeout sushi when I was there, motherfucker. This sounds awesome. Take, I mean, the takeout sushi was still fucking really it good. Was, it was really good. I got to talk to you about that because I got a gift card that I need help spending. But that's uh, at a at a sushi place. Well, it's Uber Eats, so it's anywhere I want to put it. But I'm figuring. At, yes, sushi, absolutely sushi. Yeah, because it's a fifty dollar gift card, so I'm like cha ching. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, next time you can you can share your screen on like Uber Eats. Yeah, and I'll look at the menu and all of it. Like you want this, you don't want that. Yeah, right, right. And I remember joke, some of like, it. I remember oh, some of joke, it like, from you get that shit. Yeah. They have one thing over there that's not sushi, but because it, it's like a, it's like a, it's called Tokyo Blue, but it's spelled blue like cordon blue, the place okay. I want to go to. And they've got this yeah. like shrimp dumpling thing. And I, you know how much I've told you about like that seafood, Szechuan seafood dumpling thing I got out a long time ago. It was right. so good. So like, I want to see if there's anything like that. But anyway, that's beside the point. That is beside the point. All right, so um, before we get into the to today's stuff, there was um, I saw you were drinking coffee. I wonder, was wondering how it tasted. Uh, it it tastes about the same. Uh, okay. Be, um, because it was leftover coffee from this morning, uh-huh. so and also I think it's a weaker blend than I usually get. It was on sale. Well, I was talking more about the way that it was made. So I it, it it's still an adjustment period because like it's it's figuring out the ratios of extra coffee grounds, minimal water to get the real oomph of it. Gotcha. So I haven't found that proper balance of it. Sorry. Well, I mean, I still think it's going to work better for you long haul. So, well, except I have to figure out where who the fuck is getting this this um, espresso machine that I've had for a whole year. Because I can't have room for two, and and I'm like I've caught I've I've asked Maxwell I'm like hey remember that thing you gave me do you want it back and he's like no <laughs> I'm like what about Mike right, well, I told you give it to Michael I asked Michael and Michael was just like no I barely drink coffee and we don't serve we really barely serve coffee at the restaurant gotcha so I I'm gonna I'm gonna find someone I don't like and give it hey do you want Greg. an espresso machine CJ give it to Greg. <laughs> Oh God! Well, the last <laughs> last thing that motherfucker needs is more energy. Yeah, right. Um, so it is a new year, and we're going to talk about new releases to an yep. extent. Some of them are not 
um, new to theaters. One of them is, and then the other two... Uh, well, one is also kind of new to theaters, but it was also a dual home release. And then the other one is a new release on DVD, but it came out, what, I think, November, October. So, yeah, it's, we, we've had it for a couple months, so it's about that. Yeah. Um, so but, we, before we even tell you the titles, yeah. we have to emphasize this is going to be a heavily spoiler episode. Oh, very much so. Very much so. so if, if you have not seen, number one. Spider-Man, No Way Home, uh, James Bond, No Time to Die, or The Matrix Resurrections, as much as we love you, turn it the fuck off now. Because yes. if you, unless you don't care about spoilies, as Jay would put it, then right. hang out with us. But if you do, turn us off now. We, we, love, we love that you listen, but you're going to have your shit ruined. <laughs> yes, we are going to ruin it, just like how... We- I was ruined at the end of Spider-Man. Well, like, I, listen, first and foremost, let's, let's very briefly talk about Venom, Let There Be Carnage. Okay. You owe me five ninety nine, motherfucker. I do? Yes, you do. Why do I owe you five ninety nine? It was fucking awful and did not tie enough into the scene that you told me it tied into that I felt like I needed to see it. I said it was relevant, but it wasn't mandatory. No, you didn't that say it was exactly mandatory. That is exactly what I said. But you, kept, you said those words, yes, but then kept talking about it in a way that made it feel quasi-mandatory. I said, I said Venom is included, so it is relevant, but it's not mandatory. I What I did say was that I thought Venom 2 was better than Venom 1. Oh, God, actually, I, I, I 100% disagree with you. Really? I thought it was... Be, be, with the exception of Woody Harrelson, I thought it was terrible. Can can you elaborate? I thought Venom. They turned Venom. In, they did. They did to Venom what they did to Drax in Guardians Two. Venom like, was already like that. No, he wasn't as bad in the first one. The first one, yeah, he had these quips, but he also was like this serial killer, like psycho. This one, he was just making shitty jokes through the whole fucking movie. He literally said turd in the wind in the first one. Okay, but it wasn't like, like no, it's the same thing. Like I said to you, in, in the first Guardians, Drax makes these jokes from time to time, right? Mm-hmm. But in the second one, it was just joke after joke after, like they tried to make Drax the comic relief. They did right. the same thing to the Venom portion of Tom Hardy in this one. Like, no, I I I didn't like it at all. I thought it was Okay. That, and honestly, it was a weaker natural born killers because they didn't want the R. Because that's all that that's all that um uh but well, I can't else? Yeah, I was trying to think of the character's name, but yeah. Um Cletus Cassidy. That isn't it the other way is the other way around? Cletus Cassidy. Okay. Um, but that's basically all he is. He's, he's, he's natural born killers without the girlfriend. And well, he has the girlfriend. No, he has the girlfriend, girlfriend, yeah. Which, by the way, I've seen her in two different movies since getting ready for this whole episode. Yeah. Without She's even... in Bond 25. She's in yep. No Time to Die. Yep. Um, listen, I, I, I'm not saying your opinion is wrong. For yes, once. you are. <laughs> no, I'm not. No, I'm, because, because I don't have a real fucking, like, horse in this race for Venom 2. However, I mean, because I have criticisms as well. Like, I still, I really, 
don't understand why they make these dark villain movies not rated R. You yeah. know, like Venom, yeah. Venom and Carnage and Morbius are characters that should be rated R. I, I got to tell you, I am highly interested in Morbius. I was until like I don't know I don't know I'm I'm slightly losing interest and it's been pushed again. How has it? Yeah, like yeah. I I just you know the whole thing of that we were talking about like a year ago or a year and a half ago of like Sony owning the rights and being like fuck Disney we we were successful we made Spider Verse we can make our own Spider Man fucking franchise and we're all like no 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 fuck you no your movies are awful half the time <laughs> it, just fucking work with Mar- working with fucking disney and work and with feige the- fucker that's yes yeah and and then they were then they made venom and venom despite mixed reception did had well. a decent yeah it, yeah it did well and a lot of people did respond to tom hardy and as like oh well you know it's different than what we're used to seeing tom hardy we still can't understand him so it definitely is tom hardy <laughs> um and then they were like oh wow we made money well we're going to make the whole sinister 6 franchise we're going to have morbius we're going to have fucking you know venom and that's all we have right now cuz fuck right and right. Because no one wants to see a origin story of rhino no one wants that no no rhino and- is not does not deserve his own movie. I'm they, sorry. They actually made a pretty funny joke about that in No Way Home. That's why I brought him up. But um, I think two was a better film than one. I but I also think they're still kind of on par with each other. Um, uh, yeah, no, I, I I I can agree with that. They're on par with each other. But if I'm picking one over the other, I'm taking. And that's I'm, fine. I'm taking the first one for sure. So I think the girlfriend storyline is poorly executed. Yep. With shriek. Yep. Uh, I I fucking hate movies where someone gets shot in the eye and then now they just have a different color of pigment. That's not how that works. <laughs> you get shot in the eye. It does. It's not a contact lens. You no, but but she. It, like it, it, it's 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 probable because she had the the powers and that that also it doesn't affect her the same way i don't know why but well, i mean i would agree with that except they gave her no they gave us no explanation of what no her no pow- they, like they how have... she got her parents her parents yeah, they, her her powers i mean <laughs> they they really just kind of like they said, just threw her out was, yeah yeah she's was... definitely a mutant but we're not allowed to say that word like right. it's really kind of what it is <laughs> yeah. That's exactly it. So, um, um, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was disappointing. And it was, it was, it was what it was. I had a good time watching it because I had a, I went to a four X theater type of scenario. That's right. You saw that was with uh, Seaman, if I recall. Correct. And I think the experience of like having your goddamn chair jostling about made it more interesting and more fun. Um, but like you know, there 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 was some issues like, like the the asylum, the the Raven the Ravencroft Asylum. Mm-hmm. Where the fuck is that? Uh, like, didn't they it, say something like New York? N- no, I don't think so. Okay, so if it's set in San Francisco, then Ravencroft in the Amazing Spider-Man movies is set in New York. Well, yeah, I mean, they, well, here, here's the thing that they're trying to do, right? 
and 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 this leads into No Way Home, and actually leads into something I saw that you might have seen too. But like, um, you know, when you go to the movies and before the movie starts, they have that Maria Menounos whatever thing yes. playing. So they were talking about Morbius a little bit um, before the film, not with Maria, with someone else, and they. It's a guy who who does know what he's talking about, and his name escapes me right now, but I know he knows what he's talking about when it mm-hmm. comes to, like, Marvel, DC. Like, that's his his niche, right? That's his thing. And he was saying that one of the things that are showing in the Morbius stuff that we are seeing so far is that there's three different, or two different Daily Bugles mentioned, and there's a reference to Venom. So it's almost that... that Venom's in its own world. Morbius might be in its own world, but that the events from No Way Home that we're going to talk about mm-hmm. converged them at some point and maybe still to a degree. So, Not to mention Michael Keaton is in Morbius. Correct, right. And oh, that was it. That was the other reference to the to the Marvel universe, right. the Tom Holland verse is and I only do it that way just because we're going to have to separate these things some way. But, like, right. is, you know, you've got Keaton, and and then there's also the digital Daily Bugle at one point in the trailer. But then right. you also have the newspaper Daily Bugle from right. the... Um, Raimi. Raimi universe. And then, and then he makes a reference to Venom at one point, right. like, more by name. So you have to... It's it's really interesting to see what they're going to ultimately do with this thing because getting into No Way Home, like first and foremost, the thing that I found really interesting, we'll, we'll we'll backtrack, but the thing that I found the most interesting about No Way Home to me was that like you really did not have to see the previous MCU stuff to really appreciate this film. You had to be more familiar with the Raimi and Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movies to to appreciate this as right. much as I'm sure you and I did, and and a lot mm-hmm. of people who are big fans of all this stuff. But Correct. as a casual viewer or someone who only jumped in for the MCU, if you go and watch this, you're going to be a little lost. I'm not saying you won't right. enjoy it, but you're going to be lost because there's some... There's some deep cut references that if you haven't seen these other franchises, don't make any sense. Agreed. So uh, I I have had at least two customers ask me um, if if there's stuff they should watch before they see No Way Home. And I'm caught in a minor dilemma because I don't want to spoil the fact right. that Tommy McGuire and Andrew Garfield are in this fucking I thought movie. That's pretty well known though it is now but there are still some people i mean it was heavily speculated okay and i took it as gospel even before the film came out just based on so did i yeah i i knew i i at least knew the probability was toby mcguire coming because what i pretty much was walk around holding a fucking poster saying what what i didn't expect and i'll and i and i mean this in a good way was as much screen time they both got I honestly expected it to be more like zip in, zip out. Either <laughs> Swing no, in. Well, yeah, I mean I didn't mean it like that, but I mean like they would they would come in, make a 
quick appearance, maybe a funny quip, a quick interaction with Tom, and then fuck off, and, and you don't get that. Like, there's a nice chunk of time. It's a big chunk. Uh, I'd say did, third act, basically, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. They're they're heavily involved. Did you notice in the credits what they're known as? Uh, no, honestly. Okay, Tom Holland is Spider-Man. Tommy McGuire is Spider-Man. Andrew Garfield is Spider-Man. Like, they, they made no changes to try and differentiate. They're just like, they're all Spider-Man, respectively. No, but well, they, that's true, though, like, yeah. It's not like World 1 Spider-Man, World 66 Spider-Man. It's not that. I think that'll get explained eventually, right? Eventually. And, and I, I already hear a rumor they're gonna, there's a possibility that Toby and Andrew Garfield are going to fucking do a collab and make another Spider-Man together. Um, I wouldn't. But it's a rumor, and it's a wishful rumor. I wouldn't. I don't think I would hate that, honestly, though. I, I gotta be honest with you, like, I hate to say this, but, like, because Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man always, it always had credibility. You know what yeah. I mean? Raimi, Raimi, despite the, the, the issues with Spider-Man 3, as yeah. a whole, that version of Spider-Man has some credibility and staying power and i know there are some people to consider spider-man 2 from that franchise to still be the best spider-man movie period it, it, it definitely still holds up yeah and whereas what i feel like this film did is give andrew garfield's spider-man a whole shit ton of credibility that didn't exist Agreed. prior to this because like now I really kind of want more Andrew Garfield Spider-Man now, if it's done correctly. <laughs> we we were never said we never said Andrew Garfield was a bad Spider-Man. No, we actually, if I recall, we said he was a great Spider-Man, not a great Peter Parker, is what we I, said I, about him. I yeah, I felt uh, it's really fucked up to say, but I felt he was too good looking as Peter Parker. I just didn't. I he didn't really look like a nerd. Um, it, it didn't look like he would have any problem with any girl. Um, by the way, I called it way back when, when I said, based on the trailers, that when fucking MJ, the MCU's MJ, was falling, I told you on an episode, I said, I You predict, did say that. Yeah, you did. I you? said, I predict someone else is going to fuck. I, I predicted that was going to be the include the introduction to Andrew Garfield. Right, and and it was... Not the end of it, but it was well into him already being part of the story at that point. But he still caught her, and yep. and and that, and I knew that was going to happen. And I I had told Steph, I'm like, if Andrew Garfield's going to catch her, and she and she looked at me, she's like, that was good, you did it, you got it right. Um, um no, but I but I don't I don't hate that at all. Like honestly, I thought that no, was he, fine. he needed to be the one to catch her. Yeah, he absolutely needed to be the one to catch her because you know he caught fucking Gwen or his MJ as he puts it. I gotta be honest like I, I'm glad that there was more of them than a little cameo I, here and there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I really I really like the, the only complaint I'm seeing online right now and I don't know if you've seen this but I'm sure you have is the lack of inclusion in, of Miles Morales. Um, that's there hasn't the only... been a Miles Morales. What? Well, that's they they thought that would be the 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 arguments I'm seeing is that would have been a place to introduce him is to do that. And honestly, I feel like they they made they definitely made reference to him 
yeah. in the film. They made a, they made a re- especially, oh man, Jamie Foxx was Actually, weird I, at this. I thought he did well. I thought I, I thought he did well, but he was absolutely not all like what he was like. I and I like this version better, honestly. So do I. Yeah. So, but if if all the villains are coming back almost exactly the same, why the fuck is he good looking and not and you know like not blue? I mean, I'm just saying in an inconsistency tone, it drove me kind of bananas. Well, yeah, I could I could see that. I mean, I had the same kind of problem with Doc Connors. Like, I I would have liked to have seen Rice or uh, what Reese Re- Reese Ivans. I would like to have seen him a little bit because you really don't see him well i think my theory is that they didn't know if they were going to get reese ivins so but they they could have a giant lizard cgi character voice actor so once i guess he agreed or it was like okay i'll find i'll finally fucking do this then they got him as as him being cured because the whole message of this is not kill the villains it's cure the villains yeah heal the villains whatever Yeah. yeah um I, I, you know, is it the best Spider-Man movie? I don't think so, but it's definitely in the top three. There, are, but there are a lot of people out there like sucking this thing off, and and I have to of agree course. with you. Like, I, I, I enjoyed it. Don't get me wrong, and uh, but to me, of the Tom Holland ones, Homecoming still the best of the three. Um. I I I think Homecoming is still. I I think we're both in agreement. It's better than Far From Home. Um, it it is, but I don't look as down on Far. Like I, I yes, I will put it above Far From Home because I can't not. But right. what I I don't look as down. Like to me, it's not one, two, three. It's like no, one, no, two, no, three. No. Like it's it. They're they're close together. It's it, right. Far From Home is not a terrible movie. It's you not. Know. It's not. It's not Amazing Spider-Man two. No, no, not at all. And that's kind of my. What I'm saying like it, it's not. It's it, it's it's a different take. And I liked what they did. Um, there were a couple of things they did with this one that I felt were unnecessary. I got to be honest with you. Like, you know, I felt first off, I. Uh, all right. <laughs> Should we talk about the things that I absolutely hated? Because there were some sure. things about this that I absolutely hated. Sure. Tell me what you hated. I hated what they did to Aunt May. Hated it. Hated. Why? I don't. I. I. I listen. I. I. I like. I liked having Aunt May there. I liked that she was a pivotal part of his success. Ultimately, right. not in the film, but I mean, just in general as Spider-Man, right? Like her mm-hmm. support, I think, made him a better Spider-Man. I hate to say it that way, but that's the best way I can put it, you know. And I feel like one of the things you and I said that we loved about Homecoming is that while it was an origin story in some ways, we didn't get the watching him Uncle get ben. bit. We didn't get the Uncle Ben. We didn't get the watching him bit by a spider. Like we, he talks about it, but we don't get the whole. We don't get a film scene of him getting bit bit by the spider and then figuring out how that works and you know all that shit right like that's already happened and 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 not having the uncle ben so we didn't need i don't think we needed a death i think i think we got it we we or he as spider-man as peter parker got enough of that with tony 
when Tony dies in Endgame. Like he that we we said it ourselves on this show. That was his Uncle Ben moment. We didn't need May to die as well. If if the movie ends the way it ends, which is the fucking magical spell that no one knows who Peter Parker is. Which is part two that I fucking hate. I, I get it, but I don't like it. I understand the need for it, but I still don't like it. It it, it was the ultimate hero thing for him to do short no, of dying. It, no, no. I, I, I get all that, but it doesn't mean that I like it. So you were trying to make a point, though. If if the my movie point ends is, that if way. the movie is going to end the way it has to end, which is no one's going to know that Peter Parker, who Peter Parker is, period. Then it in that respect, having Aunt May no longer have a nephew is going to be a little bit more traumatic. Well, yes, and, but and every hero doesn't matter if they're wearing fucking Spider Man tights or Batman tights has to go through that fucking motion of losing a parent we don't know if there was an uncle ben we have a clue that there that his briefcase in far from home was uncle ben's initials but he never really says uncle ben i think he does in homecoming once to the best of my knowledge he never says when he's talking to ned when he when ned finds out he's spider-man he goes, I can't tell may because he's everything she's been through with ben like i think i think that's what he says I'm pretty mm, sure. I, I think you're remembering you and me making a joke about how it, because at the time the rights were going flip-flopping mm. and it was going to possibly make Tony Stark and the Avengers and the MCU obsolete. And then who are they going to fucking fall back on? Oh, well, all of a sudden Tony, uh, uh, Spider-Man has an uncle Ben who just dies in the first scene. Of the, like we were making that joke. No, but he, no, but he references some when, when he, he, re- he talks about the spider. And he says, I can't put May through that with everything she's been through lately. But he doesn't say Ben. Okay. Okay. My point is, there may just be no Uncle Ben. In which case, if you have to have a Spider-Man, you have to have a Uncle Ben. It doesn't necessarily mean it has to be a male or an uncle. But why or even named Ben. But as close as they seem to have gotten, why couldn't that have been Tony? It, it was fine to be Tony, but I think to really drive... A lonely hero Spider-Man who is willing to sacrifice everything, he has to get to a point where he loses everything. Because if he still has the possibility of MJ and Aunt May and Ned and whoever, then it won't he won't be able to make that sacrifice to save the world ultimately. Right. Because he's still a teenager, he's still a kid. He he doesn't want all this responsibility. And in order to get the understanding of responsibility, he has to be told that. Through a dying parental figure. With the phrase, with great power comes... I, I, that was... I was like... Uh, like, I love that we weren't getting those tropes in this world. Do you know what I mean? But those tropes linked all the Spider-Men together. Well, yes. When, yeah. I mean, it. I, whether you liked the ending or liked the fact that May is dead, it was the ultimate bonding thing. Between the three Spider-Man. No, that's for sure. And I can't... I And that's also kind of... I mean, the same thing was done... And that same concept was done in... Um, into the Spider-Verse. Yes. If you remember. They they had a very similar thing that... You know, uh, for, for, Nick, for, for Nick Cage Noir, it was like a girlfriend, I believe. And yeah. I think it was a dad for the Japanime one. And I forget yep. what... Peter Porker's was. I mean, he may not have had one. But I, don't the, think, I don't think John Mulaney said 
anything. But all the the humanoid ones at least had some and Uncle Ben, yeah, or some and Uncle Ben Ben type moment. Like when it yeah. was our best friend, I think, if I recall, like male best friend, something yeah. akin to that. Yeah. Um, so Tony Stark, look, Tony Stark was a good mentor, and he was a hero for Spider Man to look up to. But he wasn't an uncle. Tony, but they, no, but they ain't gotten him. close. I mean, and and you know. Uh, Leading into it, and, and especially with the way, if you remember, I mean, I, I guess I didn't get really a chance to explore it, but if you remember how upset Tony was when, when Peter got blipped, you know. True, but Spider-Man didn't know that. True, He True. He didn't know how much he meant to Tony, so it, it was very much a mixed relationship. But but you remember how upset he was in Far From Home, like of course that Tony's gone, like that that seemed to rock him. Of course, but it's not going to rock him as much as his Aunt May. No, no. You know, it's it's a it's a dude he knew for two years, maybe. Yeah. You know, it's 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 a it's a teacher. We could all really like a teacher, and when they die, it really upsets us. But when our fucking parental figure, trust sure. me, sure, you know, no, like I, I, it, yeah, I know. Um, it, it it really fucking no pun intended hits home. Yeah, no, I get and, it. I get and it. And again, you you if for him to say with great power, and then the look on fucking Tobias because I refuse to call him Toby because that motherfucker grew so old. His name is Tobias <laughs> Holy shit! He did. He uh, didn't the, age well. No, that the look on his face. I mean, he aged well when he was in the fucking like suit when he had the mask on. Oh sure. Like, holy shit. Oh my God, Toby! You're not Toby. Toby, your name is not Toby. <laughs> <laughs> Little roots reference. Um, completely inappropriate. Look, t- look, the whole Miles Morales thing. Just for the sake of it, there is a Miles in the MCU, but he's not been bitten. In Homecoming, uh, fucking um, uh, Donald Glover. He references him. Yeah, you never see him, says, but he does. He reference says he him. has an he has and, a nephew. Yeah, yeah. It, who lives in fucking Brooklyn, blah blah blah, or Harlem? Yeah. No, I think. And, it, yeah, I think about yeah, yeah. And and we are we find after you know years of you know studying this shit, we we know that he is playing, uh, night not Nightcrawler, um, fuck, whoever fucking Miles's uncle is. Uh, oh, um, Night Stalker. Yeah, no, I think that's uh, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds right. So. No, no, no! It was. It's um. It's 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 something even. It's like the. It's not the cat burglar, but it's something. Ah, damn it! You know, you, whoever the fuck Aaron Johnson is. I'm looking it up. Hold on. But he's Uncle Aaron. He's Uncle Aaron, and therefore he has a nephew named Miles. Um. So would it be cool to have a Miles Morales? Absolutely. Would it be, in my opinion, if they just shoehorned a Miles Morales cameo, it wouldn't have fit. Because no. he has no experience no. with the other three Spider-Men. Uh, it would have been really Prowler. kind of like the Prowler. Prowler. I was Prowler. like, is it the yeah. burglar? No, it's the Prowler. Yeah. Um, I mean, if they were going to make uh, Don Glover Miles Morales, which is what kind of the internet wants, fine. But we can't, it won't be in the MCU. It'll well, no, I, I think it will thing. be eventually, especially with the multiverse thing that they're that they're doing now. You know what I mean? I think they could do it, honestly. They could I, do it. And I, th- it, I it think could... you, I think you will see it because what we, what I know of the character, and I, I wish we had Mark here for a few minutes because if anyone knows Spider Man, it's that guy. But you know, is that 
for sure, Miles Morales is in the same universe as one Peter Parker. Now, it yes. could it could be Tom, it could be Toby, it could be Andrew. For mm-hmm. for the purposes of the films, it could be any one of them, right? Sure. So in the and 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 you could still have this. So hear me out a second, right? You could still have a world in which in Tom Holland's world, Aaron has a nephew Miles who never becomes Spider-Man and right. yet in Toby's world you could also have a Miles Morales that actually does become Spider-Man. And I I, yeah. I feel like that's the way that it would if they're going to keep with this multiverse thing, that's the way you're, you're going to do it. You're going to introduce him in that world and bring him in. Do you know what I mean? I, I absolutely wholeheartedly agree. I think I think even the Uncle Aaron by Donald Glover, I think this is how you do it. You have Miles die in that one. Mm. And you have Uncle Aaron take on the mantle. Like No, see, I don't think you need Donald Glover at all. And I like Donald Glover. You know I do. I'm saying you get a whole new person and you have him come from the you know, world three or whatever the fuck Toby's world is sure. and come over from there. I, I, I think that's how you, you do it. Honestly, sure. you just don't have that miles. If you, if you, if you want to take your idea, you can solve the, the miles in the Tom Holland world die, but then he comes in from Toby's world and Aaron's like, it's you, you know what I mean? Like they, they, they look like somehow they, he recognizes them. Do you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like that's the way you go because that's how you trigger Prowler. Honestly, yeah. Miles yeah. dies; it pisses off Donald Glover. He becomes Prowler, sure. And ultimately, you bring in the Miles from one of the other two universes, or even maybe another one altogether. Right. I would like it better if he came off the Toby world personally, but that's just sure. That's just me. Um, but I wouldn't Did hate you- it if he came somewhere else. Well, speaking of hating, what else did you hate? No, there was the two things primarily were Aunt May and then nobody knowing who the fuck he is. Like, nobody knowing who the fuck he is. You know what I, I mean, mean? But now he could be free. He could be... He can. Like, I, I, I remember thinking when I'm watching it, you know, as as it's progressing, as the film is progressing, like, how the hell are they going to undo this? Because there's got to be... You, you have to undo this to some capacity. Like, you can't... You Gradually. can't... No, but you can't just leave it where they all know. You know what I mean? Like, there's got to be something. And I I just didn't know what. You know what I mean? I didn't know how they were going to get there. And Did you... God. Did you notice that his suit was a new suit and that it was, like, reminiscent of both the other Spider-Men? Like, he took all three Spider-Man costumes to Oh, you mean at own. the end? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I thought, yeah. I thought, the, I mean, it was, it sucks. It was kind of dark. You didn't really get a clear image of it. It was fast like, too. Yeah. Yeah. But you do, you do, he wears more suits in this one than he does in any of them, the other ones. Correct. Because he, this is, this is definitely the Batman or Robin of Spider-Man. It's like, you know, in terms of like wearing numerous costumes and different gadgets and shit. But what I but compared to Batman and Robin, and I know you were just using it as a side by side, but right. to stay with that comparison, the suits in this one at least stay comic world accurate for the most part. Like the black and yellowish thing that he wears when he's going after what it what turns out be to be Electro at the beginning is mm-hmm. a suit that Spider Man has worn in in the comics. Maybe not it's for just, long. It's, but it's just inverted. 
No, he he actually, and it's in the game too. If you go back and look in your game, there's there's that suit, that exact suit. Well, it's not the exact suit. It's 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 reminiscent of it, but that particular suit that like was black and fucking gold and shit was his Spider-Man suit inside out. Okay. I, I don't think I knew that's what they were going for, but all right, sure. Because he, he couldn't get the stains off, so he's like, well, what the fuck? I need a suit. And they just turned it inside out. That's why all the cables and everything were on the I, outside yeah, of I, it. Yeah, I, I saw that. I, I didn't get that at the time. Like, I'm not going to lie. I didn't get that at the time. I follow what it you're saying. It didn't show him doing it, but that's that's what that No, I, I I get it. I follow, Like I said, I'm following what you're saying, but I didn't put that together at the time. But, but it also still fits a comic-accurate suit that it, he it, has it looks worn. like the black and gold for sure yeah and then and then he wears the iron spider suit at least one more time you know because Going that's how stock Ock. well yeah but even before that like he just had it with him when he went to uh meet the woman for Har- or mit emissions which is when he fought doc Ock. yes so, but like, he you know, didn't it's, it's the he, same scene i'm guessing i'm saying is he didn't wear it to fight doc Ock. it just happened to be the one he was wearing at the time sure um and then, and then you know the one you reference at the very end. But then he also gets the stains out and wears the the suit the correct way, if you will, for lack of a better description. And yep. you know the only thing he, the only thing, the only two you don't see in my from my recollection is Night Monkey and right. the OG like sweatpants suit that he had before he met Tony. Yeah, I don't think uh, that didn't appear. I don't think. Um, no, I don't. That hasn't made an appearance since. Well, no, it uh, made a brief it had appearance. A dream, a dream sequence in Far From Home. Well, I was gonna go. What the? It wasn't the dream. It was like the the. It was Mysterio's. Mysterio, illusion. yeah, the the illusional thing. Yeah. So. So all these random little fucking, uh, you know, references to the other films. Did you, did you, the whole like Tobey Maguire fucking like complaining about his back problems? Do you, do you know what that is? I was trying to remember if it had a significance and I could not remember exactly. It's two things. Okay. Uh, he, in Spider-Man 2, he loses his powers as he talks about. He's like, right. oh yeah, you know, I He did reference have, like, that. You know, I also liked them discussing the, the web shooters. That, that was, was great. Gr- that was fantastic. Yeah. And and they were just like, and and for a moment he was just like, why are you guys being like, are you guys making fun of me? Like, no, we just don't know how we. We don't get it. Yeah, yeah. But what I what I like, I'll let you finish your point about his back. But the thing that I like the most about that is those are the conversations that we as an audience were having when that came out. Of like, why doesn't he have web cartridges and shooters? Why is it coming? Like, we had that conversation as fans, and. Feige being the ultimate fan, I'm sure was like, we have to reference this in some capacity. Correct. It's, it's, you know, if there were, if there was three Spider-Mans in a room from different universes, it'd be like, where did you make your costume? And they're just like, I fucking Tony Starkman is like Tony Stark. Who's Tony Stark? He's like, right. The, the, little, yeah. joke, the little joke is like, yeah. Oh dude, the Avengers. That's awesome. Who are the Avengers? Like that, that is so that was fucking... a good. Yeah. 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 Um, so the bad back in Spider-Man 2, when he does lose his powers, he falls and lands on like a taxi and goes, oh, my back. Right. My back. I, I do remember that. Yeah. Yeah. But that in itself is a reference to the fact that before Spider-Man 2 was filming, Tobey Maguire was 
bitching about his back. And he was just like, I don't know. My back really hurts. Like, I don't know if I want to come back. Maybe if you guys give me more money. Right. And they're like, yeah, fuck you. We'll fucking recast your ass really quickly. And Jake Gyllenhaal. Right. Was suited up and ready to go. And then Tobey Maguire's like, oh, Jake, fuck. Oh, shit. Oh, my back feels so much better. (laughs) Oh, no, no, no. I'll come back. And so. It's kind of a multi-fucking-referential joke because Jake Gyllenhaal is in this version of Spider-Man in a roundabout in, yeah, in the yeah, ba- right. roundabout yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the the fact that, that Andrew Garfield cracks Tony Regard's back is really fucking funny. Well, so here's a funny thing about that, right? Like, a buddy of mine used to do that for me all the time. Like, he would, you know, because I, I, I don't have back problems, but I get overall tight because of the disability. And so, like, he would do that for me from time and, to time. And you sit and, you know, work on a computer. It's just like everybody else. Well, does, I so. wasn't at the time, but yeah, because this was 20 years ago at this point. But yeah, you know, he would do that for me. And then I've tried to have other people do that for me. And I've ex- tried to describe to them exactly what they do. And, I, and, and people look at me like, what? I've never heard of this, you psycho. Like, what are you doing? And... I'm serious. Like people have said that, like looked at me like I've got like three heads and to see them do this. I was like, I'm not crazy. This shit's real. Like that's a thing. The really fucked up thing is like, that was not a not thing for me. Like we were like Joe and Michael and I were always cracking each other's backs. Like, Imagine me cracking Michael's back as, you know, the fucking six Yeah, I mean, you're basically grabbing him in his dick because of the height difference. But I mean, but like... it still works. I mean, I'm cracking something, you know, but cracking like Joe nuts. and I, Joe and I are more or less equal height. Sure, sure. I mean, like we were cracking, we were doing the exact same thing all the time. I cracked that. I would crack that's back all the time. I cracked. Sure, I, w- back, I would have had you back. do mine while I was out there. Shit. I um, just, I just didn't know it was not a thing. In your no, it, no, it is a thing. But like in my circle, outside of my one friend, it seemed like nobody seemed to know what the fuck I was talking about for whatever reason. Well, now um, they do. Because yeah, they I guess they do now. Yeah. But um, I, I, yeah, I, I thought that was great. I thought them discussing the web shooters, you know, the different. You know, them discussing how they got to that point of, like, their different losses, like Gwen, Uncle Ben, Aunt May, Mm -hmm. like you were talking about. I thought that was, I mean, I I didn't like what they did to Aunt May, but to your point, I liked how that brought them together. I did enjoy that. Like, so that's what I'm saying. Like, it it didn't destroy the film. None of these things that I dislike destroy the film for me. Because there have been other films that I've watched where... They've had a moment like that, and it's completely just destroyed my enjoyment of the film. And and that's right. not the case here. You know what I mean? But You just liked Marissa Tomei as, as Aunt May. And, and I like that, that we weren't getting the stereotypical shit with this version of the character. And, I, 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 and it was working. Like, to me, it was working without it. You know, so I'm not well, saying it's al- not going to work now that we have it, but anyway. Well, allegedly, Marissa Tomei wanted to make Aunt May queer. Like I would have had no problem with ge- that either. She wanted to make her like a lesbian and possibly gender fluid. So, you know, it, I, I think as much as I hate to say it, I think her just being the quote unquote Uncle Ben and also dying is a little bit more palatable than a lot of diehard fans being like, no, Aunt May can't be a dyke. Like, well, they, I, there were a lot of people that also said she couldn't be young. If you remember when they when you found out that Aunt May was like in her early forties, you know, or whatever, 
you know. But it makes sense for a teenage Spider-Man. I mean, no, I, I'm on board. I'm just saying, like, I had I no mean, problem with it. But I, it I know makes other sense pe- for a Tobey Maguire one because Tobey Maguire was 50 when he was playing a high school student. <laughs> I, I think you're being generous. He, I, I think he'd already got his double ARP card at the time. But, you know, um, <laughs> no, he, he's definitely older than he should have been. But, like, at the same time, you know, it it. It worked well enough, and I definitely like. Like I said, there were certain things I definitely really liked. You know, um, the different scenes with them and them discussing, and I actually liked that Andrew Garfield seemed to make his appearance before Toby. I felt like that helped. You know, because um, that was the bigger surprise was if Andrew was going to actually show up, because he kept saying, "I fucking promise you, I will never be in this movie." Don't ask me. It's not going to happen. <laughs> and like, we're like, yeah, but we saw, we have a photo of you on set. He's like, that is Photoshop. I'm not in there. That's bullshit. I'll take <laughs> you to court. Like he was really trying to like adamantly protect himself from being in this movie. And we're all, and literally, I swear to God, Tobey Maguire is walking around in the same area they were filming, holding a poster. <laughs> Rolled up poster. And they're, and they're just like, Hey, Toby, what are you in town for? He's just like, you'll see. Like, literally was just like telling fans, like, shh, you didn't see me. You know, thwip, thwip, motherfucker. Like, they were, and you know, he just didn't give a shit. He's just like, I'm in a movie. When was the last time that happened? So here's one thing that I've been thinking about, too, that occurred. You know, with the spell now that nobody knows who um, Peter Parker is, right? Yes. You have this situation, but everyone's still seen like it, it, it. It's almost like he wasn't unmasked anymore. Like to me, to me, Jonah should be like I still have Toby or not Toby, but Tom Holland's picture on his screen, going, "Who is this motherfucker?" You know what I mean? Like it's almost like right. he was not unmasked anymore. He was still unmasked, just nobody knows who that face is. Right. You know. It's the same thing of, like, the character Flash, which, what the fuck was that hairdo? Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. He wrote a whole book about how he's allegedly friends with Tom Holland, which, or... Uh, Peter well, Parker. Yeah, Peter Parker, yeah. who's also... And he also talks about how Peter Parker is also Spider-Man. So, like, he wrote a book, allegedly. He ghost wrote a book, let's be honest. He didn't sure. write shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh uh, he so he's gonna look at that book, and be like, "What book is this?" And he's gonna read it. He's like, "Okay, so I hung out with somebody I don't remember, and I say he's my best friend." So he loses all credibility. We're just like, "It's my best friend," and they're just like, "Who?" We're like, "What are you talking about?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, it, it, so there, there's I, some, there's some, I'm not, there's some gaps there. You know what I mean? I'm not fond on a whole of no one fucking remembering. Tom Holland, or at least I wish they would have explained it a little bit or showed some fucking magic where it showed like everyone just being like, huh? You know, something like that. Like, well, I mean, but he, they, they warned you enough that it was coming and you got the orange typical Doctor Strange glow that you knew this spell finally like set. You know what I mean? Right. So I, I think in the interim, there could have been another like what I, if they're going to undo it, if they fucking undo it. It's probably going to be a new character with some mystical arts. It might be Scarlet Witch or something. It might mm-hmm. be it might be a Scarlet Witch 
Doctor Strange kind of kerfluffle because <laughs> he's going to fucking go up to them and be like, hey, Doctor Strange, uh, you don't remember me, but um, we saved the world a couple times and I'm I'm Spider-Man. It's just like, yeah, I don't care. Who are you? Yeah, like, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm Peter Parker and, you know, I'm Spider-Man. I'm I'm your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. He's like, dude, I, I fucking go to Chaka Khan every other day. Like, I don't fucking need to deal with your teenage bullshit, which that was funny. The whole Scooby-Doo this shit was pretty fucking funny. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, all right, because we still have two other films, but I do want to ask. Yeah, go ahead. What did you think of the villains? Like, we talked about Jimmy Fox. Let's move on. Willem Dafoe. Well, okay, real quick, let's just say one thing about Jamie Foxx, because I kind of danced around this, and I didn't mean to, but, like, I we talk about, they reference Miles Morales, and the fact that he specifically says, you're from Brooklyn, you're young, I kind of thought you'd be black. Like, that, to me, was the point toward, even though Miles is from Harlem. Like, to me, that was, and then he says, well, maybe there's another universe out there that has a black Spider-Man. Like, that, to me, was the point to Miles. You know what is kind of a minor plot hole? What's that? And it involves Electro. Sure. The whole spell that brought the villains into this universe is because they knew that Spider-Man was Peter Parker. Right. Electro didn't know that Peter Parker was Spider-Man. See, I don't remember. I couldn't remember, honestly. Like he, I, I literally, I don't think at any point in the Amazing Spider-Man Two did Electro know the identity of Spider-Man. You'd have to watch it again because I, I don't remember. Green Goblin in that version does, huh? But he didn't show up, and neither did James Franco's fucking Green Goblin. Well, because he's dead. So is all the other ones. They brought them all back before they died. Right, yeah. Uh, they so probably like, did, they probably so, didn't want to work with Franco because of. That's what right. I was thinking, but at least they could have brought back Dane DeHaan as as Goblin. I guess. I mean, but they didn't want to have too many different Goblins on screen. They probably so to also, speak. they probably also didn't want to bring too many from one universe. Like they already had two from that. They had two from each universe. If you think about it. three. They had three from Toby's universe and two from Andrew's universe. So. Um, yeah. So the list is uh, Goblin, Doc Ock, Lizard, Sandman, and Electro. Yeah. Goblin. So, Goblin. Did you say I Goblin? Said Goblin. I, said, okay. I said Green Goblin. Yeah, then I think... Oh, uh, and Sandman. No, Venom. Sandman. Yeah, I said Sandman. Oh, did you? Okay. Well, Venom... Venom... Not that Venom, but Venom makes an appearance. I was leg- I I speculated with Seaman as we left after watching Venom Two. I said, "What if?" Because no one was asking, "Are we going to see Topher Grace in this fucking movie?" I was like, "What if we see fucking Topher Grace's Venom?" It, that would I mean that would be kind of on par with what the fuck? Yeah, no, that would be that would be. Um, I, I as a whole though, I I didn't I. Actually, I had no problem with them. I I liked them all. I liked the way they handled all of them. I know you didn't like Electro, but I had no problem with it. Um, I just didn't like the inconsistency of of if if they're plucked out of their universe as they were, that he should not be good looking with a good hairline. No, and, but and... I I like the fact that something about bringing him into this universe changed him physically somehow. I I know you 
because they say that they say I don't look the same as I did. He says that at one point, like, right? And then they offer no explanation. Well, no, they don't offer an explanation, and that's fine. And maybe we'll get one in the future. But even if we don't, mm-hmm. the fact that they at least reference it in some capacity, I think, um, excuses it. Do you know what I'm saying? And well, I don't know. I think acknowledging a, a, an issue but offering no solution it doesn't fix the solution. Just like, hey, we know there's a problem. Moving on. Like no, the, <laughs> well, the, the, yeah, there's I mean, a problem. <laughs> yeah, but I no, I, I had no problem with it. I liked, I liked how they handled Doc Ock. I liked how the nano yeah. suit um, kind of affected him. I thought that was yeah. a positive thing. I like, you know, and I how think it turned against him, like how Spider Man yeah. was able to control him and yep. like wave and shit. Yep, and I liked how. Uh, I, I honestly, I liked them all. I thought I, I liked how they handled Sandman. I liked, mm-hmm. I liked, really, I, I had no problem with any of it. I, I really, that portion of it I was really okay with. I was really okay with the three Spider-Men coming together. I thought that worked better than I expected, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I I even loved how they worked Ned having magical powers into this. Like, I thought that was brilliantly done, and I'm excited to see, I'm hoping Ned... I see two futures for Ned, right? I see one where he ends up more in Doctor Strange's world now than we will see, we've seen previously. Like, we'll see him make an appearance in either the next Doctor Strange or a future Doctor Strange. Sure. Or he becomes another villain of Spider-Man's with that power. Well, that was the... See, I don't know if you caught it, but him giving that line saying, hey, so just so you know, I promise I'll never be a villain and try and kill you. Yeah. Is a reference to the fact that in the comics, he he is Hobgoblin. Okay. So not Green Goblin, but like... Hobgoblin, yeah, anime, yeah. It, for those who don't remember, the animated series Spider-Man, the orangey version of Green Goblin voiced by Mark Hamill. Right. Basically the Joker Goblin. But in the fucking... Like in the comics, that's Ned Leeds. Like Ned Leeds is Hobgoblin. So the fact that he's a, and they even said like, "Hey, we know your character becomes Hobgoblin." Like people were interviewing him in like press junkets and shit. Right, right. He's like, are, "Is there gonna? Are you gonna be a fucking villain? Like, is that why you lost all the weight?" And he's just like, "Well, we talk about it for like. There's gonna be a moment. Just, just, just. There's gonna be a moment where we acknowledge I, I could be the Hobgoblin." And that was him saying, "I will not be the Hobgoblin." Um, yeah, I mean, I'm okay if he doesn't either. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm perfectly fine right, no, if he just ends I, up. In, I personally yeah. don't want him to be. No, I'm not saying I want him to be either. If it, but it would if he or if he's going to be an, a villain, not Hobgoblin, make him his own one using the Doctor Strange powers that he apparently can wield. Do you know what I mean? Like, I that if you're going to make him a villain, but he would be. Leads is. I, I would actually be curious to see, and this just came to me, and, and if you feel like this needs a deeper dive, we maybe save it for another conversation another day, but it would be really curious if Ned finds a way to undo the spell. Maybe not completely, mm. but, for, but for him, for MJ, for, you know, for the people that are close that he, you know, the 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 inner circle, if you will. Well, he won't have any need to because he doesn't remember. But, no, but you, you know, know what I'm saying. Like, I I see what you're saying. Um, like he finds out he's got these powers, and then at some point Peter says to him, "Hey, 
you know, we used to be best friends, blah, 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 blah. And then he, using the powers, finds a way to undo what was, you know, whatever done before. Right, but, like, what a strange conversation to possibly have. Like, imagine, imagine I lost my memory of you. And you were like, hey, so you don't remember me, but we used to be, like, really close friends. And we used to do a podcast every fucking week. (laughs) And I'd be like, get the fuck away from me, you crazy schizophrenic. (laughs) So well, I don't see Nate, uh, Ned having any other reaction apart from that. It's just like, hey, so I know everything about you. I know you're this, and I know you're Spider, and I know you love Spider Man. I know you love Star Wars. I know your mom's name is this, and you live with your grandma. I also know you can do magic. And he's just like, stalker, you fucking stalker. So one last thing I want to talk about, Ned, and I promise we're going to move on, but and this shouldn't take very long. So I, I we might also minutes. fall back on Spider Man if we were like, oh shit, I just remember. Yeah, well, yeah, that might happen too. But yeah. Um, is it conceivable that there are some of the same people on all three of these worlds? Is and and I mean same exact people. Um, I mean it's conceivable, sure, because it's alternate universes and they're infinite, right? But okay, but the 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 argument that there are three different looking Spider Men, all named Peter Parker, kind of throws that off slightly. You know what I'm right, saying? Right, but. Yes, but okay. What I mean by same people is they're not. They don't reckon. They don't know anyone from the other. Like they don't know the other universe. It's but they're the sure. same person. The reason I ask is this because in in the final scene of the film before the post credit scene, I would have liked. Or maybe it is a post credit scene. I'm starting to blend together, so I apologize. But when he moves into the apartment. Mm-hmm. I really would have would have liked it to be in that same exact apartment that had the the Russian blonde across the hall, Prince. and it be her. Like it's like even if she just opens the door and looks at him as he's walking, like it didn't have to be like a long interaction, you know. I I thought of that too. I because that apartment is very much reminiscent of both the Spider Man game uh, yeah. apartment, yeah, as well as the Spider-Man Raimi, the Spider-Man 2 apartment, essentially. Yes, yes. Um, I think if they had had the landlord, as an example, just like poking his head, be like, all right, rent is due on these things. Like, it would have been a little too much. Like, it's one thing to make a back reference. No, that's why I like, wanted That's why I wanted the blonde instead. Like, I would have wanted I, her I, maybe just standing in the doorway waving, like not even saying anything. Do you know what I mean? Have her be like, I knew another Pete. Hi, Pete. Like, you know. Or, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Just just simple. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that would have been kind of neat. I would have. I'm all for. I think another another thing that I would have liked would. If if no one's going to know that Peter Parker is Spider-Man or even who Peter Parker is. Why not just have him go to a different alternate universe and start afresh anyways? He's going to start afresh. So instead of having to stare at MJ and Ned from afar or visiting Aunt May's grave. It may not. Or not. It, it may not have been an option. They may not have been able to do that. Well, then but... that's when you go back to Doctor Strange and say, hey, before you destroy the planet with fucking Scarlet Witch, <laughs> uh, can you send me to an alternate universe? Because yeah. I'm really lonely here. Yeah, that's possible. I mean, yeah. the, the, the friends I want to make is going to be an awkward conversation. Be like, hi, I'm Spider-Man. I'm also Peter Parker. We used to be friends. Fuck you. You're a creeper. What I would have actually, what I thought was going to happen at the end was that Ned and MJ were going to be a couple. I thought that's where it was going to go. That would have I would have hated that. I'm not gonna lie to you. I would have hated that too, but that was my where my mind was because this is a movie where it's just like we're gonna throw you some fucking twists and turns. That's true. That's true. Like 
hey, let's have Willem Dafoe be Green Goblin and not have him really wear the mask, which I have to agree was a brilliant fucking decision. Yeah. Because Willem Dafoe has got one of the most expressive fucking faces. In well, that was of one cinema. of the complaints about Raimi's world, if I recall, was that they had him behind the, the mask. So Right. And, um, I mean, is there a part of me that kind of wishes that he was green? I mean, sure. Or having a rubber mask or something? Sure. But but I liked it that they did end up giving him like the purple hood thing, even if it was made out of a scarf and not really a hood. It still had that visual appearance. It, it, lo- it looked more comics accurate for yeah, sure. Yeah, it did. It was um, it was good. Um, all right, we might we might fall back on some Spider Man. Let's Literally. go to let's go to the worst titled Bond movie of all time because there was plenty of time to fucking die in that movie, motherfuckers. Okay, so before we let me, all right, what did you think? I know I liked it. I, I have a feeling you and I have it probably ranked differently, I'm guessing. Um, I know we'd ranked the other Bonds previously, but I would probably put this midway. Yeah, I, I actually, I would too. I, um, I, I, I didn't hate it, but see, the difference is our number twos are very different. Our number ones are Casino Royale, if I remember yeah. correctly. Yeah, we're, okay. we're both we're both on number one, but your number your, two is very different than is mine. Skyfall, and your number two, my number two is Skyfall. Your right. number two, I'm guessing, is Quantum. No, it's probably it's probably Spectre. Okay. The the the, the, would... the one that's interchangeable for me is this one and Quantum. Like they're close for me in terms of mm. like it's it's like a three three A as opposed to a three four. Okay. For me, and then and then Skyfall's the dirt shits like it's god awful. I the only it, the only good thing about Skyfall is is Judy Dench. Like that's it. I wholeheartedly disagree. But I know that's why, that's why we're here. Well, it's okay um, for you to be wrong. Um, uh, the words <laughs> out of my mouth. Um, okay, the the let's talk about the elephant in the room. I get that they had to, but I hated it. Uh, yeah, I I got mixed feelings about it. Like like if, if I'm if I'm being honest, I don't think this is I think this is a a fine Bond film. I think it's a good conclusion to the Daniel Craig Bond story. Correct. Line. Well, here here's the problem though, right? Here's the problem, and they and they set this up with that the shit in Skyfall. This is the problem. Okay. Okay. Up to this point. Now listen, I know people that are bigger Bond fans than I am, like like yourself, and I have another friend who's been a fan of, you know, going all the way back to Connery and Roger Moore and sure. all them. He's always been of the impression, and he's a movie guy too, like he's a U-type movie guy. So like this mm-hmm. isn't just some casual f- person who's, he's like, he's he thinks about this shit like you do. He's a geek, yeah. Right. Uh, he, he was really of the impression that James Bond was always a code name, right. not a name name. And Skyfall made James Bond right. a name. Okay. And you've now killed James Bond. Yes. But you still have the code number. I yes. Think... But technically, at that point, you can't call it James. I mean, by that standard, you can never call it James Bond again. If we look at this, instead of an ongoing series where it's a constant code number being taken over, that each new Bond is its own new reboot. 
right? So you, Sean Connery you is kind of have to now. Well, you have to, um, but you didn't have to until Skyfall. That and, was the implication, though, that no one was talking about back in the day. Was that who's the new Bond? It's not who's the Bond taking over from the previous Bond. It's the other include the other pos- the other theory was that it is the one guy who just happens to fucking look differently, and this dude should. This dude has escaped death and fucked too many women, and you know, for the past fifty years, he looks amazing for his age. <laughs> Whereas I think the more palatable fucking theory is just that every every new Bond is a reboot. That's it. I I well, I mean, I guess that's palatable, but I like the theory better that each of them it like it's a code name for up until up to Pierce Brosnan. I would agree with you. Yeah, well, and that's the problem. That's that's one of the things that makes Skyfall such a piece of shit. Is that they've destroyed no, Skyfall's this mythos. Not a piece of shit. They destroyed Casino this Royale, mythos. No, 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 no. Casino Royale started that whole thing because it was a reboot of him being on his first mission. So you can't blame it all on Skyfall. It's, it's the new reboot inclusion of Daniel Craig as a Bond that completely wipes the other films. No, 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 no. It's the it, it's it. Well, m- maybe, but but Skyfall is what solidifies that. If they never Skyfall. do Skyfall, that's never solidified, and then you can you can say, well, here's our new James Bond. And it, right. and his Sky- name might have been Mike Wallace or some bullshit before he took on the role. You know what I mean? Like Skyfall solidifies that his name is James Bond, whereas the whereas if you just watch Casino Royale, they don't establish he was born James Bond. Then it is just a new agent getting on the moniker and the code name James Bond and 007. Right. That's fine. I have no problem with it just being a reboot because. It was a reboot, and if you go into it being like, okay, well, Roger Moore's whole thing was a reboot. E- even so as a reboot, called. though, you didn't have to solidify the name. Well, why are they giving everybody a fucking name, James Bond? It is the worst decision for a spy. But it's just like, it's just like here's a, really, a good example. Now, it doesn't travel through because they've never given it the chance to, and I, I'm not saying it has to, but like Jason Bourne. Yeah, you know, in a preview to a a upcoming series we're gonna do, Jason Bourne is not his name. Correct. You know, it's the same. It's the same but he, thing. But he's the only motherfucker with that name, Jason Bourne. Be, well, with the because of the fact that AJ, you know, with all respect to Ludlum, he's not broccoli. You know what I mean? And it's a series that started off. A lot more recently, within the last twenty years, versus Bond. It's you know what? How many years now? It's got to be seventy. Yeah. So I mean, like you've had a long time to to to, to flush that character out. You've had twenty five Bond films, whereas because look, that's the other thing. Like, and I'm surprised you're not screaming more to the heavens about this. Right? If it's a reboot, it's not Bond twenty five; it's Bond four five. But well, it's... yes, but we're not. They're not really calling it Bond twenty five. No, really, well, they're... that was the 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 running title True. until they gave it the title. But but look, we just we just spent a good hour talking about different versions of Spider Man. Okay, but you don't have multiverse in the James Why Bond not? world because it's James Bond is set in the real world. So is the other one. No, it's not. It's not on Mars. <laughs> I didn't say a different planet. Okay, all right, look. I understand what you're saying. 
but I don't understand why we can accept different series runs of Batman. I, I'm not even talking about like the Christian Bale one or the fucking Ben Affleck one. If you just take the fact that like there are four movies played by three different Batman in a lineup, which is supposed to be considered canon of each other, that makes my head itch more than six different bonds. Because it does, and having each one be a reboot. I think I think it's two things. First off, I agree with you. It, it's not done well in that series, that four. Right. So I I agree with you there. I think it's terribly done there as well. For one, right, right. But for two, even though even though Bond is a fictional character as as much as Batman is a fictional character. Batman's world or Spider-Man's world or whatever <clears throat> is very much more in a world of fantasy compared sure. to a James Bond world. But you're taking it too literally. I'm talking about just the concept of different actors. No, but that, but I think that no, but I'm I'm telling you why. So it, you're saying because he wears a mask, it doesn't matter as. No, much it's not so much it, because he wears a mask. It's because the world is such a fantasy world. Because Gotham City is a fictional place. I, I no, I see not even saying. that. But I mean, even Spider-Man set in New York, the 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 existence of some of the things that like. Like the fact that it, look, if you or and I were bit by a radioactive spider, we're not crawling up the walls. We're probably dead. You know what I mean? Whereas, or, or we're in Australia <laughs> and still dead. You know, so it the the point is that like we're not going to get powers from this. Bond doesn't have any powers. Bond has training. Bond has you know he's got some gadgets. Some that are a little more excessive than others. You know, but. Especially but, in the but, older films. Very true. But look at look at what the Daniel Craig movies are in comparison. It's the 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 Casino Royale series, we'll call it that, right? Yeah. Is the equivalent to Christian Bale's Dark Knight trilogy. Uh, yeah. It, yeah. It's a reboot. They're both named the exact same name. Bruce Wayne and James Bond. Sure. They, they lit, they, it starts their origin story. They go through some shit in the middle and then they fucking die. Allegedly. Well, Bond's definitely dead. There's no, it... well, we, we thought, I mean, if we didn't get that fucking little, Oh yeah, look, I'm, I'm in a, I'm sitting at a cafe for no reason. We <laughs> it could just as easily end it with him going in the fucking bat and going boom. No, I, and then, I and agree. We all would have been like, Holy fuck. They killed Batman, how dare they? I we're agree. Kind of like, I agree. Oh, they killed Bond, and we're like, how dare they? <laughs> no, I, I, I kind of felt that way, but I mean, I, I get it because they knew Daniel Craig wasn't doing another one of these things. But the, it, the, the other, the other theory is that maybe the fucking MI6 is just looking for orphans named James Bond. They're like, we're going to recruit this motherfucker just to keep the name going. Right? Because how many James Bonds are there? I mean, that's not in I, England. I don't think that's as common as you think it is, but or they just they orphan the fucking kid and rename him James Bond. I mean, that's that's certainly possible, but it, I, that's the thing though. Like you, you, you know, using the Dark Knight trilogy as an example, like here, here's the difference for me, right? With the Dark Knight trilogy, even though Batman's got a long hit, Batman the character has a long history, right? To me, the Christian Bale ones don't tie into that history, and and despite the fact, what they don't, because right, that's what I'm saying. And despite right. the fact that 
Daniel Craig's series is supposed to be a reboot. Mm-hmm. The and I hate to say it because I loved her as a character. The inclusion as Judy Dench as M, who was also M in in the Pierce Brosnan's world kind of ties it together even if loosely do you know what I mean and and it's that that if if, here's here's a great way that I here's a comparison piece that I would I would give you and I would I would give you a better argument for the Batman ones if and I and I forgive me for getting the actor's name but the guy who played Alfred in the Mm -hmm. Keaton and all the way up to Batman Robin, Michael uh, Yeah, had showed up and played Alfred in the Bale films, I would have been, like, probably having the same problems. But the irony is that he, Michael Goff and, and, like, one other actor, the guy who played Commissioner Gordon, those are the only two actors that are in all four of the Schumacher-Burton films. Agreed. So you, we could go as far as say, oh, well, Batman and Batman Returns are, it's, are together. Right. And then it's a reboot with Val Kilmer's Batman. And then it's a reboot again with George Clooney as Batman. Right. And I just and it, they're all the, the concept of that is all terrible. But I agree. But the 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 pa- I agree with you about the Judy Dench thing, not giving it full weight. But the pass is is that she is replaced halfway through the series by Ray Fiennes. Sure, which is is all good and fine, but it would have worked better to your point if they had just if started from the beginning. Yes. Right. I look, I, I understand and, 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 your and, point. And, and don't get me wrong. I, I want to stress this to the audience. I think you know this, but I want to stress to the audience. I loved Judy Dench's M. So I'm sure. glad that we got three films of her as M. So like, I have no problem with her right. playing M. I think it just plays to this this problem that I have with the friend, this version. I don't understand why you can't just accept it's a reboot and it's its own thing. I, 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 I can in that. You can begrudgingly. Yeah. I mean, it is because like, I, I don't like the concept of, of bond being a name like that. Really? It's its own standalone thing. I, I now just, it is. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I'm just well. They're, look, they're going to reboot it again. No, I know because it, the last thing in the credits is James Bond will return. You know, but so. they they that's that's just how it is. And no, every I, yeah, I get it. Um, you know what the biggest fucking thing that makes no bit of sense for this whole fucking Daniel Craig franchise? What he has a kid, he should not be able to have a kid based on what fucking. Lashif did to his testicles in Casino Royale. He should absolutely not have a fucking kid. I, I mean, that is the biggest plot hole of this. Fuck that he died. I, it's I, that his sperm count is dead. I, I hadn't thought of it that way. Honestly, I really hadn't. But I, I, I didn't love that he had a kid either. Not for the reasons that you're saying, but to the same point of it's it's really against type. You know what I mean? It's really against character. It's for... not really against type, considering the fact that, regardless of the standalone, you know, saga of Daniel Craig, sure, or the other twenty films, sure, 
Jabbat has done a lot of fucking. He may have a bunch of kids out there. Well, okay, but they've never been shown. That's how you get it. That's how all the other James Bonds are. They're the next son of the previous one. I guess, yeah, there you go. Except he had a daughter, so we're gonna have we're gonna have Jane Bond for the next Fine. franchise. Fine. Okay. Whatever. Um, I mean, I don't I don't fucking look. I just I'm not really jumping on the bandwagon that Tom Hardy needs to be Bond. I don't really want No, that. I no, I listen. My vote's still Hiddleston, but I don't think he's going to get it. So I don't think he's going to get it. I think Henry Cavill's the top runner. I, you know what? And I wouldn't hate that. I got to be honest. I wouldn't hate that. I'd be okay with that. I think. So let's also talk about the other elf in the room. The fact that they, uh, out of all the things that you and I are like complaining about, they did have a black woman as 007 in this film. Right, which I I I actually had no problem with. Um. I, I I liked it. I thought that it was a good inclusionary piece, and it's something they'd been talking about long before the Black Lives Matter thing, because I think that was announced before all that had happened. Um, it was around the same time, but we don't know when the script was written. Who knows? Right, and it was definitely it was definitely more. I think it was more to address Me Too than Black Lives Matter. If we're going to put it towards any type of social cause, but I, yeah, I think it hits. You know, two birds, one stone. It does, but I don't think that was the original plan. I think the original sure. plan was just to kind of tap the one. Well, if it. I'm really being honest, I think it was like, how do we piss off the fans? But still, it's like, how do we eat, have our cake and eat it too? Which is, let's piss off the fans. Let's create some controversy. But we're also going to go back on it. Because yeah. she's 007. She earned the title. She's a good agent. She's right for the person. And Bond had retired or was presumed dead or whatever the fuck. And then she gives it back to him. So he dies as 007. Yeah, Which right. I still don't understand why she's like. You can call him 007. It's like, why though? Is that not? I, I, I think it was a. I think it was a level of respect. I think that's what it was. I think it was just like, hey, you know, you're here, you're doing this. I respect where this came from. You know, sure. my my guess is that at that end scene where they're all having the drink, even though it's not said, she's 007 again. That that would be my assumption, sure. unless. The joke that she makes earlier in the film actually comes to fruition that they actually retired it, you know, for that for that it wouldn't world. Hurt. No, it wouldn't hurt. But it's never gonna it's it's never referenced and we're never gonna know for sure. And quite honestly, I'm fine with either or in that instance. Um I I don't know. I I definitely liked the film though. I did. I did enjoy yeah. the film. I liked it. It I was I've watched listen, so uh, Spider-Man I only watched once for the simple fact that it's only in theaters still and I wasn't going to pay another $20 to watch it a second time before we sat COVID. down. What's that? Or risk COVID. Or risk COVID. But I have watched Bond twice now. Okay. And uh, the next movie we're going to get into I've watched four times at this point. So Okay. Um, I've seen them all once each. That's fine. Um, what did you think of... Well, Two questions. What did you think of Rami Malek? Well, we'll get there in a second, because I was trying to make a point about why I... Oh, I'm sorry. Go That's okay. It. Um, So, the first time I watched it, I had a little... Because one of the things I've liked about the Daniel Craig franchise, and I've said this to you before, was that it was dev- not devoid of, but definitely scaled back on the gadgetry. Because that's one of the mm-hmm. things I haven't liked about the previous Bonds. For me is all the gadgetry. We've talked about that in the past. So no need to dive into that. And there's not a lot of gadgetry in this one, but 
the car, the first time I watched it, I was really kind of nervous. Like we're getting into that level of gadgetry again. And then when I watched it the second time, I really thought about it some more. And I was like, okay, these are things that I would expect to potentially be in a spy's vehicle. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it, it, it wasn't so over the top. You know what I mean? Like even even the the EMP watch, I was okay with because that made sense to me that you would have a watch that could potentially do that. You know what I mean? So it's just very lucky that he happened to find a villain whose eyeball was a fucking you know. Well, I think the point was from the break the locks, which he does do earlier in that sequence. It just so happens he uses it for that as well. The only the only complaint I think I have to that is theoretically that would have blown out of his earwig too. But that's what it is. Like he wouldn't have been able to have the conversations with Q. But Bond's balls are fucking broken. There's they're they're like all logic is out the window at this. That's that's true. So, Um, um, but you were asking Rami. Well, um, for, for the for the car though, I do because you have not seen any of the original lineup mm-hmm. of the Bond films, or at least not much. No, but I'm familiar with the I'm familiar with the Aston Martin Martin and know that it basically had all the same gadgets, and this was a nice callback to the original uh, Sean. Con- no, I know enough about that, and I and that's one another reason why I was kind of okay with it because yeah. it there were parts of it that I. I, I think I think if they had put the ejection seat in it, because I know the original one had an ejection seat in the passenger seat, mm-hmm. that probably would have put it over to the top for me. But it was just enough for me to be okay. So I think, was, yeah, you know, the bulletproof part made perfect sense that it would of be course. bulletproof. The only thing, I mean, even the guns out of the headlights, I was okay with because I've seen there was a show on Discovery Channel for a number of years called uh, Monster Garage. I don't know if you're familiar with it. Um, um, I've just never seen it. Uh, and they did something similar with a car. The only difference is it. The only thing that theirs had that this one had was like they took the headlights out altogether. Like there were no headlights; they were just guns. But right. But they were able to put guns in the car and drive it and have it fire and be fairly accurate on Monster mm-hmm. Garage. So I'm kind of okay with it. You know, you, you, Q found a way to make the headlights come up and down I'm, and the guns retract. I'm okay with that. Like that, at least I was on board with, you know. <laughs> that That is the bare minimum of gadgetry that they could do. I mean, like, there's literally... I think well, in Pierce Brosnan's Die Another Day, they make the car camouflage and invisible. Right. Yeah. Like it, it was, which is, it was which the is borderline. Yeah. It was the Tony's no. talk ref, reflecto vision, if I recall, because like I've seen part of that. So, right. You know, it, 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 so that was, yeah, that, that gadgetry was fine. And, and doing a throwback to the old one from the, the back in the day, I, I, I kind of like that. I was on, I was okay with it, you know? So, um, because at one point, like, I got to be honest with you, on the first watch, when when they're driving away and he's arguing with Madeline about whether or not she's Spectre, mm-hmm. I honestly thought he was going to eject her at one point. And I'm like, <laughs> fuck, don't do it. Don't fucking I, I do it. I didn't think he was going to do that. Well, no, but I, I was afraid of that. Like, I didn't, I wasn't like, definitely going to happen. But I was like, if they fucking eject her out of the roof of this car, I'm done. And right. and they didn't do that. So I, I was happy about that. Um, to your question about Rami, listen, I, I, you know, I'm a big Rami Malek fan. I like him from Mr. Robot. I liked him in Bohemian. Um, I even liked him in, what I think it's Night in the Museum 3 or 2, whatever one he's in. 
Right. Um, I it underwhelming, right? A little bit, yeah. yeah. It, it, and 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 didn't make a ton of sense to me. Like I I got it, but like it really. I yeah, I didn't understand his motive. His motive, yeah. His motive was one of three things. Uh, I want to have Madeline as my wife. I want to have a daughter, or I'm just evil. <laughs> well, like, no, I, 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 I think I think his initial motivation was to kill Spectre, which he he succeeded in doing. Yeah, but then that was... after that, it was like okay. After, after that, it was very inconsistent. Yeah. Yeah, he's like I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna poison the world to the highest buyer, but also, I want to have a family. Also, I, I didn't even get, I didn't even get to the highest buyer. I got, I'm just gonna poison the world. Like I thought no, he was gonna he, unleash he was it. Like, period. All the people, no, all the people that were coming to that island were gonna buy. Like they were, he was trying to sell the fucking drug on the black I'd market. See, that's how unclear that was to me. To me, right. he was just gonna push the button and fuck everybody over. Which, by the way, in a world where we have a global pandemic, kind of hit home a little bit. A little <laughs> bit, yeah. Um, okay, so. I I felt like Rami Malek is a great enough actor. I've never I my despite my oh yeah he did a, a fine Bohemian. enough job. It was the character that was really kind of like yeah Un, uh, underdeveloped, and they they were paying more attention to that Bond had a kid, like and and also she was like she's not your child. She's yeah. absolutely one hundred percent not your kid, and we're all like she's his fucking kid. Like, and you know what? On the second watch, there's a catch. There's a thing that at the beginning of the film. Oh, when she holds her stomach. Yep. Yeah, I saw that too. But I didn't catch that until the second watch. I I because she was like I have something to tell you. He's like, all right, well I'm gonna go fucking go to my ex girlfriend's grave and then we'll come back. What we'll she talk. asked her to do. I mean, like right. that wasn't even like, oh fuck you, I don't care. I'm gonna go visit my ex girlfriend. <laughs> like, right? Yeah. Um, another underdeveloped villain, fucking uh, Christoph Waltz Blofeld. as as Blofeld. Uh, also, well, uh, not no- really because they developed them in in. in Spectre. I thought I well, I felt like they un, he was underused in Spectre as well. True, but he was at least developed. Like I felt he there was, was at developed least developed enough, yes. Yeah, there was at least enough groundwork in there that it made sense what was happening in in uh No Time to Die. But for him to fucking die off screen, like I'm fine that he died, but for him to die just like beep 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 beep. And they just look over like, oh shit, he's. Dead. It wasn't even like, that. Well, you heard of his head thump the glass. It's like thump, right? And you're like, yeah, what? Yeah, it's like, oh well, there goes my kind of brother. I guess he's dead. Oh wait, how would he die? Oh, I touched him. Oh well, fucking whoop See, the fucking dude. That's all it took. Here's the thing: you know more about the Bond world than I do. Admittedly, like I'm not yes. even pretending to know more than than you do on this. But sure. as far as I know, they touched on. A couple of old, older characters that it, they like they brought them back. Blofeld being one of them. Blofeld makes appearances in, I believe, the Connery films at Th- some throughout, point. Throughout all of them. Okay. All right. Most of them. Most of the early 60s, 70s, and 80s ones. He's played usually like a Dr. Claw type of scenario where he's right. like stripping the pussy. And, and at um, one point, they kind of do a throwback to that inspector because he is holding a cat, petting it. Yeah. So. Correct. And and then sometimes they do show his face. Like the first time you actually see his face is in You Will Only Live Twice, and it's played by Don Pleasance. Okay. 
But my point, though, is that I guess I have a question more than Mm -hmm. a point. Mm -hmm. Is Rami's character someone who's appeared before? I'm glad you asked that because I've been wanting to tell you something. Okay. So there is no whatever the fuck his name is, Sat- Satin Seraphin or whatever I'll, I'll, I'll look it up. I think it's like, I, I hate to say it, but I think it's like Saffron. <laughs> I, it's it's Saffin. Saffin. It's, uh, it's, there it's you Saffin. Go. So Saffin is, a, as far as I know, is a completely original character. Okay. But I and others, I've because I've, I've floated this theory and talked to other people, and I'm not the only person who, who agrees with this. Sure. I think he was intended, but never fully expanded upon as this new version's Dr. No. Dr. No being okay. the first Sean Connery film, the uh, overall, yeah. basically the first Bond film. Sure, sure. And you can, and to even further that, Dr. No has an island, so the first Bond villain has its own island. Okay. The mask... That Safin is wearing that white fucking Asian looking mask, the kabuki type ca- mask. Yeah, yeah, is called a no mask. Yes, N-O-H. it is. Yes, it is. Yeah. So I think the intention was that he's kind of the implication that he's this version's Doctor No, but they never specifically called him Doctor No. Right. Also, they call him a doctor at one point. Did they? I don't In remember. End, towards the end, where like, he's doing the walk and talk, Alan Sorkin. Um, Aaron Sorkin, and he's and they're like, oh, uh, doctor. So that one person actually does call him a doctor. Okay. So you can kind of, you know, you can kind of fill in the pieces that he is essentially this new version's doctor. No, plus he's also disfigured, just like Doctor No. Okay. Um, okay. That, See again, I don't uh, know enough about the character to that. Yeah. Right. So you can, I mean, you can argue that they're both. Both characters are of an Asian descent. Doctor No is in the original is um, Chinese, I think, um, as well as mixed with something else. This version is obviously supposed to be a uh, Middle Eastern, Middle Eastern, but possibly Indian. Yeah. So, because they it, really, I, I mean, I don't know what Safin is fucking rude for. Yeah, it's I don't probably, either. But, but Ram, it's Rami, Rami himself is. I want to say Egyptian. Pakistani, is he? Or Egyptian? He's, That's right, Egyptian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're right. He's Egyptian and Greek. Yeah, which which does fit that region of that are going for that with Safin. Like, I mean, he right. He's like multicultural. It's, so yeah, I mean, it's good casting. You know, so it's great casting on, yeah. on paper. Rami Malek makes a great villain. Um, it, he it, it would have been. You know, here the other thing is. And I know you watch all these things with subtitles. I typically don't. So mm-hmm. I I think that I can talk about this from a different angle than you do. But it, he was a little hard to understand. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if that's Rami's choice or the director's choice, you know, but like... Rami mumbles. Rami's a mumbler. He he is, but like by comparison, I've heard him do long monologues in Mr. Robot and understood every word he had to say. Sure. You know what I mean? Whereas this, but the inflection he was trying to put on. And the accent. It made it really kind of sometimes difficult to understand him. Now, the point that I'm trying to get to is 
I would have liked to see Romney play a more confident character, almost a Blofeld level cat. You know, maybe not be Blofeld. I don't want him to replace no, Christoph Waltz. No, be Doctor No. Well, and fine. I don't know enough about that character to to know that right. you know, no pun intended, but to to, uh, to get that he's got that level of like this. This was you know a a very intelligent, weak willed child. You know. Like I don't also don't understand. This is the thing I don't understand. But I don't understand a lot about a lot of these spy films when you have like a main villain. Like, where did he get all the money for all this shit? Like, really? Like, it was probably millions of dollars worth of shit there. You know what I billions. mean? Like, bi- okay, billions, billions. Sure. Like, like at least Blofeld, they give enough of a backstory that you can understand where he had the money to put Spectre together. Do you know right. what I mean? But the 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 short answer is reasons. That's it. <laughs> right. Uh the the convoluted we have to figure we have to write the story to justify our questions is if he is sort of a black arms dealer in his own respective way, then he has been selling these fucking poisons and gases and whatever to other fucking countries and terrorist groups and militias and right. whatever. Um to earn to fund his own you know, Island. Um, that's, that's really the logical aspect because he, we know he, he's a fucking, you know, uh, a doctor for hire, essentially. Sure. Sure. I agree that he was an underwhelming villain, especially for Craig's final outing as bond. The oh. logical thing is you have Blofeld B. You have the final confrontation. You know, if it, it's like, like as much as I love, the Dark Knight with Christian Bale and Heath Ledger's Joker. Logically, that that is if you are if you are planning a trilogy, you have the Joker be the final boss. Well, and well, and I think we both know this that if if Heath hadn't passed, he would have been in the next film. But but he wasn't supposed to be in the biggest grand scheme of things. He was not supposed to be. He, he was still supposed to be Bane allegedly, from what I've researched. Heath Ledger was supposed to have a cameo. He was supposed to have a small role, mm. but it was it was not going to be a grandiose. He's the villain the whole time kind of thing. So, although part of, not to get into a whole separate conversation, but Bane, I mean, there was a big deal made out of the fact that Bane broke Batman's back in the books. So agreed, absolutely so, agreed. I, which I, is I, why I, you have him be the Dark Knight villain, and then you have the Joker have more of an edge because Batman's been broken. Yeah, I mean that's not a bad. That's not a. I, I can't argue with that. But I mean, I at least can understand the logic of having Bane finalize that trilogy compared right. to like, say, you know, Scarecrow or, or fucking you know, even Doctor Mister Freeze. Like as much as you know, like yeah, you know, Penguin. Like, Penguin's kind of the only other one actually I think could potentially Riddler. Yeah, and I actually, I, if if you're gonna pick, it would have been Bane or Riddler for me. But anyway, that's a different discussion altogether yeah my point is is that blofeld at least this iteration because blofeld's really not bond's adopted brother that's that's a thing for this franchise sure right um if you're going to make it that route actually it's kind of the other way around isn't bond is really blofeld's adopted brother technically but anyway go ahead it's the doctor evil austin powers thing like you know you know sure we're not so different you and i like it's that whole fucking motif right um which they even fucking said in this one. They did the whole thing like you're we're not so different you and I. Like fucking Rami says that shit. Yeah. 
Like yeah. they're they're really just it almost got to a point where they're kind of making fun of themselves again. Um, if you're going to have Daniel Craig's Bond be, die from a villain, essentially, in this film, you have to have in a, in a good writing aspect, you have to have it be the ultimate villain, the head of Spectre, the one who is essentially his brother, the one who knows him through and through, and the one who who has been coordinating everything from day one. It, Not it w- some random fucking dude with, like, a skin condition. <laughs> well, actually, no, apparently that came from the poison that didn't kill him. That's what I got, but... From the inside out, but he was still had a skin condition. Right, but here... here... I agree with you first off about Blofeld and the way that you really do it if you have to kill this Bond is they both die. Yeah. Like at the same time. Blofeld yeah. and him both die at the end of that film. That's that's the way you do it. But yeah, I mean, there were some definitely some underwhelming portions to this for me and it was stuff like like Rami's character. Again, I want to stress to the audience and, and I think I speak for both of us, I had no problem with Rami's performance. My issue was with the character development and the way he fit into this grand world. You know what I mean? Like, I think if you had named him Dr. No, there would have been a little bit more like, Ooh, so this bond's final villain is the original bond's first villain. Like, I think if you went that route, because here's the thing, like I I understand you and I view Spectre very differently, but give me this. Mm -hmm. Let's just say Spectre did end up being the last one in the Daniel Craig franchise and he instead of dying he does walk off into the sunset because that's essentially what he does he walks off with madeline and just and presumably has a kid and lives happily ever after well even if they don't have a kid doesn't matter they just walk off into the sunset together think about the build-up to that moment right he's in the old mi6 building that's about to be demolished and mm-hmm. there's pictures of everyone who's haunted him throughout this franchise, mm-hmm. with the exception of Mr. Green, which, whatever, I'm not going to get into that whole thing. But you have Vesper's death, you've got um, the guy from Skyfall, Skyfall, whose name just escaped me suddenly. Javier Bardem, yeah. Yeah, the, uh, the, the, the character uh, name uh, is... Silva, Silva. Silva. You have pictures of Silva, you have Vesper, you have M... Judy Dench Mm -hmm. and like the fact that she's gone like these things that haunt him are Mm -hmm. like being thrown in his face Mm -hmm. throughout the end of that movie like that's the way you end a Bond franchise I agree I I honestly think No Time to Die was kind of an unnecessary film Um, Uh, yeah that, that, that being said I enjoyed what I was watching yeah Agreed. Because, it's, like I said, it still gave it a just as good of an ending, you know, because his legacy lives on with a daughter and blah, 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 and, and, and blah, blah, blah. Sure. I think either, ver- I think, honestly, if people want to stop at Spectre, you're getting a good ending. If you want to stop at fucking, you know, if you want to keep going in no time to die, you then that's also just as good of an ending. Just one is more traumatic and one is more beautiful and poetic. And if that's you wanna, the difference. And if you want to skip Skyfall altogether, you're not missing shit. So I I think you are fucking wrong as all hell. Well, I, I think that's... Quantum of Solace is easily one of the worst ones, and it, and it feels so out of left field. Look, Quantum of Solace is also the equivalent of No Time to Die. It was unnecessary, and it only fuels the previous film. Quantum it, of Solace has it nothing sets to do with the Skyfall. table. It sets the table for Spectre. So does Skyfall. 
but this one but but I'm what I'm saying to you is it's not unnecessary because you can you can you can go right to you don't it, it, not really it's it, you you can go from you can go from Casino Royale to right to Skyfall the only the only insistence of having Quantum is that it's a revenge film it's Bond getting back at the people that Vesper was under that's it yeah that's the whole point just like No Time to Die is a direct sequel to Spectre. Skyfall is the one in the middle because it really kind of is its own thing. It, it references shit from Casino Royale and Quantum, and it, it hints at things to come with uh, Spectre and No Time to Die. But Casino Royale and Quantum are mirror images of each other, just like No Time to Die and Spectre is. So I, I like Skyfall because it feels kind of like a perfect one in the middle it, it references both fucking the befores and afters, but also it's a standalone, just good Bond film. One of my arguments for that is also it has a better fucking intro theme song. I don't. I never understood the. the I love thought they of progressively got worse. Honestly, from going all the way back to Casino Royale, I thought Casino Royale was the best of the theme songs from this franchise. Um. And I and I, I'm a big Jack White fan, so I really yeah. like the one for Quantum. But I I have nothing against it. But then but I didn't I, like the Billie Eilish one. I didn't. I I thought it was okay. I thought it was better than the Sam fucking. Um, I agree the for Sam Spectre Smith or whatever. Yeah, and I I I like Spectre the film, but I hated the music, the song. And I get that Adele's like a megastar and has one of the greatest voices of all time, but like. I personally didn't like the song very much. I I liked her version the most because it felt reminiscent of the original 60s song. I will give you that. Hers is the closest thing to like Goldfinger or Goldfinger and mm-hmm. you know like you know those old I agree. Like hers is the closest yeah. to the old school for the for the style. I can't argue that. You know what's really funny is I I stumbled upon the music. It was, it was just by pure YouTube rabbit hole. I stumbled upon the fucking music video for Michael Bublé's song um, uh, uh, "Feeling Good." Okay, you know that song? No. You need to fucking play like the first thirty seconds of it and tell me that is not a Bond intro song. I'll have to, you have to send me the send me that so I can remember. It, but it, it it sounds so reminiscent of a Bond movie. Like it's the horns, it's the trumpets. <laughs> he's walking around in a fucking tux because he's Michael Bublé, but like he looks like Bond. Like let and, me and the lyrics. God, sorry. Uh, the song is from like way back when. It's let, an old ass song. Let me ask you this real quick. Um, because I this is this at least this felt this way to me. On all the Bonds, and I'm assuming the previous ones too, like I feel like this is just a thing the Bond films do going pretty far back. You have a sequence, then it goes to the really long opening thing with the music, and then it goes in back into the movie and, and you just go on, right? Like, am I right about that? Mm-hmm. No, I'm asking, am I right? It, it's a standalone thing usually in the opening scene. Right, but you have an opening scene, and then you have the long, like, Intro music thing with usually some kind of animation esque yeah. type thing, right? That's a that's a typical that's Bond a, trope. That's a staple. Yeah. Okay, I have no problem with that staple. 
But I felt like the scene at the beginning of No Time to Die was extremely long compared to previous ones. Like, it felt like a really long opening sequence compared to, like, Casino, Quantum, Spectre. I don't remember Skyfalls as well to speak to it, but... I don't either, to be fair. Um, Well, let me give you an example. Goldeneye, the first Pierce Brosnan one. Yeah. I swear the intro lasts like 15, 20 minutes. I think this one was 20 minutes. Like, it felt. Okay, so yeah. I, I think that's that window. Like, it can't go more than 20 minutes. But, like, I think Casino Royale's is only like five. Like, it, well, because, it's short. But the argument for that is that he's not a double O yet. So, this is just Fair. a little. This is just him on a fucking mission trying to get his double O status. Right. I get it. You know, and then Quantum's isn't very long either that I remember. I think if it, yeah, I think it varies. Like, there was, most of the time, they have nothing to do with the overall story. Kind of like an Indiana Jones intro type of thing. Um, no, I would I would say, I would say Quantum's has something to do with the story, because that's... I meant, I meant all the Bond films on a whole. I, me- okay. I would say that the majority of the intros really have nothing to do with the overall story okay. Okay. most of the time. Sometimes, they're integral to the plot. Like like Quantum's for sure. Like Quantum, uh, well, because that's my point is Quantum is a direct sequel to Casino. It, it is. It is. It literally it, picks up seconds or minutes after the the right end of the. That's yeah. that's the point is that it is a direct sequel. Whereas I I think I think it's hit and miss. I think world 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 is not enough. Is the opening intro is uh detri- is uh, important to the overall plot of the film. Okay. Uh, so is Die Another Day. Actually, yeah, more often than not, they are kind of, like, important for the story in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, I mean, the only one that I can think of, at least in this this grouping, because these are the only ones I've really rewatched, is Casino. Like, it's important to him getting his double O status, but it has no importance to the rest of the story that goes on throughout the rest of Casino sure. Royale, you know? So yeah. and, and maybe they need to set that up since it's a reboot. So I get that. So I'm not I'm not like shitting on it. I'm just saying comparatively right. speaking. Um I I also you know, knowing the end of the film, I had less of a problem with it, but until we got to the end of the film, I hated that they killed Felix. Um because I didn't... I, I didn't know Bond was gonna die. You know, like once Bond was dead, it made more sense to me, okay, well you don't you know, like it's a kind of okay that Felix is gone too. But I didn't mind Felix being killed, but I did kind of find it a forced relationship where it's just like, I had a brother. His name was Felix. And then he kills fucking Gunnar Gorenson or whatever the fuck his name is. That the the other dude that he like he like had the car roll on top of him and killed oh, him. Oh, the, the, well, the, yeah, the, that was just. He, I don't know that that was forced. I thought they had a pretty good relationship. They had know? a relationship, but they were not brothers. That's some bullshit. Well, no, it, it's kind of implied that there's a bunch of off-screen stuff that occurred that we never see based not on conversa- take- the conversation they've had. I'm not... Not if you're taking this at face value of what we see is what we get. No, I'm... But you're always the one telling me we have to extrapolate some stuff. Sometimes, but look, honestly, it it just reminded me of when fucking Diablo in Suicide Squad 
Yeah. The one with Jared Leto. Yeah. The one where it's like, I lost one family. I'm not going to lose the other. And then he like, tur- like burns down the, the fucking Enchantress's brother. It's like one family. You're, you're saying Harley Quinn and Deadshot, your fucking family. You've been bickering with each other for six hours. <laughs> They're not your fucking family. Like it, I get what Bond was trying to say. And um, I like that. I like the actor. I like Jeffrey Wright. Um, I love but when they I were thought, playing the, the coin game. I thought that was great. The coin game? Three, two. And then they open their hand and see how many coins they're holding. Right. That was funny. Yeah. Um, I I just, I think it was kind of like a four. Honestly, this whole movie was kind of unnecessary. Like, I liked it. Yeah, I, 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 I kind of agree with you. How do you feel about Skyfall? I, in terms of like it being kind of like not really great, but it, but you, but at least Skyfall is another pillar in this franchise. Like, I, I, I still think it could have stopped at Spectre, but if you're going to make this other one, then fine. It's a nice conclusion to the other films, too. Yeah, I mean, I, that's why I, I have it lower, and I honestly, why I could flip flop it with Quantum, because I think Quantum. To your point, it's a direct sequel to Casino Royale. At least it com- it continues the story. And while sure. this is a com- a direct sequel to Spectre, Spectre didn't need a sequel. Quantum or, or Casino Royale kind of did. But Casino Royale could have just gone the other way of the other Bond films. It didn't have to be a direct sequel. It could have been another random film sure. that had nothing to do with the like previous Like just another like, random, yeah, adventure. Like how it's sure. always kind of been. Like very, yeah. very rarely has there been like a direct sequel. Actually, according according to my friend, the movie guy that I've told you about, who again is a huge Bond person, mm-hmm. and he knows his movie stuff as much as you do, he says this is the first time there's ever been a direct sequel. In the Bond, in the whole run of the Bonds, there's been times where they've been there's been tiebacks and connections and whatever. Correct. But the Quantum was the first direct sequel to any of the Bonds. I agree. I yeah. absolutely 100 percent agree. So, you coming to bed, hun? Yep, honey. I'll be right there. Just got to turn out the light. Ow! Ow! Some things never change, like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on, and Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. Please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. All right, Um, speaking of direct sequels that we didn't fucking need. Oh, I... Oh, here we go. Before we get into a fight, because I think that's coming... Let's talk about something else that was also on HBO Max this week that I didn't know was coming. Maybe you knew it was coming, but I didn't and was pleasantly surprised to to see. Um, and that was they did a Harry Potter 20th anniversary like reunion, like almost two hour long thing on yeah. HBO Max. It was really fucking good, like really fucking good. Like I yeah. I enjoyed the shit out of it. Yeah, I liked it. Um, I, I, um, I thought it was strange to see a lot of people. You know, there's just something about like seeing actors during in a COVID era interact with each other. You you know, there's regulations and everything. Oh no, like, yeah, they were, were probably tested and all this shit. Right. Yeah, 
But like all, but to just sort of see like normal people in a interview setting, like going up and hugging each other, was seemed a little weird for me. Um, no, because I knew those controls were probably in place, so I didn't. They were still in place for so sure. I didn't think about it in that regard, and you know. But I think in the in the sense of like a movie is fantasy, and this is like an interview oh, well, and sure. based on reality. They're not playing characters. It kind of hits a little different for me. Okay, fair enough. Um, I yeah, I loved it. I I um. I think I think some of the major highlights was Daniel Radcliffe hanging out with Bellatrix with fucking uh, that was fantastic. Al- yeah, yeah. She uh, was. I mean, I, you know, we always kind of like throw perfect castings. Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool, Hugh Jackman yeah. in theory um, didn't really work, but worked perfectly as Wolverine. Sure, uh, RJ Helena Bottom Carter as Bellatrix Lestrange is fucking perfect casting. Like, I mean, I have to trust you on that because the only—I mean, I, my only point of reference is the the movie itself. But I thought she did a great job when she did it, you know. So, and it was fascinating to see a little bit of Bellatrix kind of coming out a little by little. It was the teeth she put that fucking oh sure yeah yeah the, the fake set of teeth back in, yeah. and she was just instantly Bellatrix, just giggly and. Um, I think that's who she is, though. I've heard that about her that she's a very like. She's not a very. She's not. She's not. Um. Oh fuck! I'm blanking on the character's name. I'm about to look it up in the book you bought me. The the fucking from. Oh, uh, Marla. Yeah, she's not Marla in any like. She's quite the opposite of Marla, from what I understand. So. Well, there, there's a. Do you ever watch uh, Graham Norton? Uh, I have, and not regularly. No. Okay. There was a portion where she was on, and she, and of course, because. Bellatrix is such an iconic law, uh, character for Helena Bonham Carter. They were like, so we have to talk Harry Potter. Like, what was it like to be in Harry Potter? She's like, well, I still have my wand. And my my son would bring his friends over. Whenever they started acting out of line, I would just pick up my wand and look at them. And they would just, like, stare at me <laughs> with, like, apprehension. Uh, the, the The joy that she exhibited by saying... You know, we're we're a bunch of actors holding hunks of wood, and we're not seeing magic. We have to pretend there's magic. But for one moment, yeah. I waved my wand, and, and there it was blew a huge up. explosion, yeah. Yeah. and it blew up Hagrid's hut. She's like, it was so nice to see that. And then I looked at my wand. I, she didn't say that, but like... She kind of did. It, well, no, it, but the next thing, like she kind of like felt like she looked at her hunk of wood in her hand is like, oh, this is power. This is like a whole new... Yeah. Yeah. I have respect for this shit. Yeah, no, it it, it was it was really good. I, I, I there were a lot of things I found really intriguing. Um, not that I had, I didn't like her, but I have I have a newfound respect for Emma Watson for some reason. Like it just really made me like connect the with fact her. That she was the fact that she wanted to leave and then she came back or something. I, or? I think it's all of it. There was just something about the way she was talking through the whole the whole special. You know, mm-hmm. I really I have a, a newfound respect for all three of the main characters for Ron, sure. Harry, and Hermione, and that's not to yeah. take away from the other the other people by any means. Mm-hmm. Like listening to Jason Jason Isaacs talk about his portrayal as as um Lucius Malfoy, yeah, was really intriguing and in how much he really kind of didn't want to do it at first, and they talked him into doing it. You know, and and how his reluctance 
fuel the performance. Right, right. You know, and he talked about that. That was really kind of intriguing. Um, hearing Christopher Columbus talk about the experience of directing the thing was really intriguing. Like they talked to all the directors, but I found his, his interviews to be the most uh, compelling for sure. I, I agree. Um, because he is one of those directors that, I mean, he was the one who started the franchise. Yeah. And also he, out of the majority of the other directors, he's the one who really has the most experience with children and reverence for the material. It felt like, yeah, yeah. I, I would argue that all of them in some way like the like the books in a roundabout way. Um, but I think it was him who had the childish uh, joy. Uh, and honestly, I don't know if Chris Columbus could have made all the films up to Deathly Hollows and everything. I think he he had to go for the lighthearted, childish, innocence ones. Yeah, because uh, they, they progressively definitely get like more... Uh, Evil and um, adult and dark adult, and yeah, death yeah. incarnate. Um, um, I also like that apparently Voldemort not having a nose was actually Ray Fine's idea. Well, no, it wasn't really so much his idea. That's what it that sounded like. It said it. It was. It was a. Well, he doesn't have a nose in the books. Okay, but 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 that he wanted to to like. Go with that. Like, he was on well, board he, for that. he did insist on it, but that was the intent anyways, because they talked about not having a nose. Okay. And they, they opted for a, a snake-like look for the nose. Sure. Um, the, the interesting thing is that for someone who's sort of a Harry Potter novice like you, mm-hmm. you're learning all sorts of shit, whereas, like, a real diehard Harry Potter fan virtually knew... 90% of everything that was on, like, Probably. you know, just, just through interviews and trivia and, and blah, blah, blah. You know, it, it was, it was nice to, it was a nice gathering and a reunion. That was the fun part. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, I, it wasn't just learning the news stuff. It was seeing them come back together and talk right. about it. And uh, the, the three of them made a really funny joke that they look better now than they did when they were made up to look older for, Agreed. For I, the agree. the I guess not post credit scene, but the end of Epilo- yeah, epilogue. Yeah, the epilogue. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree. Uh, but I thought although, it was funny that they made that joke too. You know, so although I would argue that Emma Watson looks virtually the same, just less gray in her hair. Yeah, I would I would probably agree with that. Sure. Yeah. Um. I. I'm, I mean, as you would probably have suspected, the in memoriam fucking portion killed me. Oh yeah, I, I no pun I, intended. Yeah, right. I couldn't. I didn't realize just how many people from the franchise are no longer with it. Longer with us. Like I, I knew, I knew there were some losses. Don't get me wrong. Like I was aware yeah. of that, but just how many there were, you know. Well, I didn't know that the that uh, I think her name was uh, Helen McCrory, uh, yes. who played. Narcissa, Malfoy. yeah, I it had slipped by my radar that she I don't had died. really, I don't really. Besides her role there, I'm not as familiar with her as some of the other people that had passed. But yeah, I, I'm not either. But it was, it, it may have been. Defective. She was young like, though, was, compared to the others. Oh, for sure, you know, she was yeah. not. She was not a Richard Harris. Mm-mm. Um, I was, you know, I thought it was really interesting that no one talked about Michael Gambon taking over as Dumbledore. Yeah, that was that was one thing that I found interesting too that they didn't really touch on that 
at all. I did find it interesting that, that Harris had no idea. The, the, the story they told about how he didn't know the Phoenix was not real. Right. That was really interesting. That to was me. funny. That was, and, that was, oh, these animals, like, motherfucker, like, you saw it burst in a flame and then produce a little chick. You just think that's in the fucking wild? And and then on top of that, they say, at least according to, to Daniel Radcliffe in the story, they never told him that, like, they never corrected him ever, and it, then he died. That's so, that's so fu- I mean, that that is, see, that's why my argument is that Richard Harris was just a better Dumbledore, because Dumbledore is supposed to have a kind of twinkle in his eye, which they do acknowledge that Richard Harris had. But he's also kind of like... I thought you of, thought Gambon was the better... No. Who's the first one? Richard Harris. Okay, then we're in agreement, because I thought we always disagreed on that. I always liked the first one better. I, I've always said that. I've always okay, said I could have sworn you the... argued. I'd have to go back to listen to the episodes, but I could have sworn no, you I argued with me No, I hated Michael Gammon's portrayal. Okay, all right. Because he, he, he portrayed him as too rough and too loud. I mean, there's a, there's a key scene in Goblet of Fire where he said, you know, he he goes up when Harry's name has been announced as the fourth champion. Yeah, illegally. yeah, yeah, yeah. He rushes up and grabs him and fucking slams him against the wall. And I says, remember that. Yeah. Did you put your name in the cover of fire? Whereas in the book, like everyone's accusing Harry and Dumbledore's just off to the side. And he very softly says, like, did you put your name in the hot in the goblet of fire, Harry? And he says it. And, and, and he said, Dumbledore asked calmly. And then we mm. see Michael Gambon just practically bitch slap Harry. Just, yeah, and, yeah. Honestly, the fans have never forgiven that. Like, we, you want to talk about like, oh, well, which, you know, what what plot devices were not included or what casting was a little random? They're like, yeah, yeah, whatever. But Dumbledore fucking screaming at Harry, we will never get rid of, we will never get over that. Yeah, I guess. Um, I mean... Yeah, I I just like that. It was really, it was really a, a nice look into it. It was hard seeing Robbie Coltrane because he looks like he's not in good shape. He's yeah, he's uh he's forced uh practically wheelchair bound at this yeah, point. Yeah, um, and he even made a joke about it without not the wheelchair part of it, but like he said, like fifty years from now, people are going to be telling these stories and watching these movies, and yet he's I, like, I won't be here. I won't so, be here, yeah. and he kind of chuckled about it, but it's like. It's almost like the, he knows something that we don't, you know? Oh, he, yeah. I mean, there, there's been reports about his health the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, the, the really interesting thing is that the day I saw the special, I was at work and it was still holiday-esque. So I'm at work and I was like, I'm going to put on some just British comedy in the background. You know, mm. British sitcoms like Blackadder. Okay. Faulty there was Tower a bla- or something like that, yeah. Faulty Towers, Blackadder, yeah. and and I did do both. But in this particular day, I had played uh, Blackadder the Third, and an extra feature on the disc of Blackadder the Third, which is the third season, is a little Christmas special called the Blackadder Christmas Carol. Mm. And I think I told you this in the Harry Potter deep dive. Uh, Robbie Coltrane plays the ghost of Christmas Present. Okay. If you but didn't tell is, me in Harry Potter, you probably told me during the Christmas Carol episode. No, no, no. It wasn't the Christmas Carol. It was definitely the Harry Potter thing because okay. he looks because that character is basically a giant. Sure. It looks like it looks like Hagrid. Yeah. It looks like Hagrid. And he fucking looks like Hagrid without 
without having been cast as Haggard for like another 20 years. Right. Or 15 years. So, and I guaranteed, I said on that episode, J.K. Rowling saw this shit and was like, the only person who could play Haggard is Robbie Coltrane. Well, speaking of Charles Dickens, that's where they saw Daniel Radcliffe. He was in... um... Oh, yeah. Yeah. They saw him doing that and it was like, we need to get this kid in. Um, speaking of, first off, I found it real interesting. They all called her Joe and, you know, you know, Steph asked the same thing. And the reason why is because her name, her birth name isn't JK Rowling. Right. Right. It's Joanne Rowling. Right. And the The, A is, is a made up pseudonym. The other thing that was really interesting is how not involved in this she was they 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 ran some interviews from two years ago right but she was kind of persona non grata in this thing i i I don't think it would have done anybody any good to have her in that setting no especially since the majority of the cast publicly went against her opinion. They say trans no, lives I, matter. I've, yeah, I've, I've seen it. No, I, I agree with you, and I that's kind of my point, is that it was, yeah. you know, I would not have been stunned if they did this whole thing without any reference to her except by name. Do you know what well, I mean? So, I mean, Jesus Christ, the new, tra- the new trailer for the new Fantastic Beast movie, uh, Secrets of Dumbledore. Yeah, I didn't see it, but... She wrote this... She's been writing the screenplays because only she knows... The character, right. Ha- how how these goes because these are not books. Sure, this is all a new fucking thing. There's no in up. the book. <laughs> There's no in the book. There's yeah. well, there is in the book, but not really. It, it's the book in the book. So it's yeah, it's yeah. it's uh. So when the trailer was released, normally for situations like this, you like for all the other Harry Potter films and all the other trailers, especially the first Fantastic Beasts. Sure, they fucking displayed her name prominently like jk rowling brings you another adventure from the world and mind of jk rowling right from right, the right. fucking blah 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. for this new trailer nothing none of that <laughs> all they got was like where it shows like the like the it shows the trailer and then it shows like the list of people yeah, and like yeah, producer yeah, yeah, yeah at the bottom of like a dvd that's it written by screenplay by jk rowling that's it hmm? nothing else so Warner Brothers is kind of like, oh shit, <laughs> what do we do? But no, no. speaking, yeah. good. Speaking of Warner Brothers doing, um, well, before no, you do because, that, they, they, no, no, they... no, 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 no. I'm, I, this is still Harry Potter related. Oh, okay. I don't know if you're aware, but they released a game show. I was just gonna ask you. I haven't watched it yet. No, it's so pandering. Is it okay? It's it's so weird and gaudy because like. I'm like, all right, a Harry Potter trivia game show. I'm into it. Hel- hosted by Helen Mirren, the one British fucking person who's never been the Harry Potter. Okay, fine. Right. We'll get Helen Mirren in the fucking Harry Potter world. Fine. And Steph and I turned it off after like 20 minutes. One, because I had to jump on a record with you. Sure. But two, I was not feeling it because it's definitely super staged. Mm. Like, it's elaborate as all hell. It looks like the Great Hall or, you know, a big classroom. And there's two opposing audiences of different teams. You have Team Hufflepuff and Dean fucking Gryffindor. And when she asks these questions, it's literally look at look at the screen. We're going to watch a scene and you're going to describe, you know, you're going to answer a question based on the scene we just played. The, the concept that 
after like the, whenever the team is going to deliberate and choose their answer, it is so fucking ridiculously fake because this is all shit that any minor Harry Potter fan knows already. Mm. And like, if these are diehard Harry Potter fans and they say, Oh, I live, breathe Harry Potter. I've been watching the films and reading the books since I was fucking come. <laughs> then they would not be debating. Right. They would just be well, like, I know the fucking answer before you even give me the, the multiple choice. The answer is this. Right. So like, there's, there's a question of like, uh, who, who is professor Lupin's uh, Marauders name? Is it Padfoot? Is it Prongs? Is it Mooney? Or is it Captain fucking Lupin fuck? Like, and they they make like a made up fucking Right, name. yeah, 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 of course. And yeah. they're all debating like, oh, well, like one guy is like, well, you know, the name Padfoot, it could be because we know Lupin's a werewolf. So it could be Padfoot. And then, and then like one of the person's like, yes, but it could be Mooney because he's a werewolf and the moon. And I'm like, you are all so fucking fake at this. It's clearly Mooney. They say it so many times in the books. Stop fucking lying. Stop pretending like you don't know. Yeah. Or they so don't I, know. I, and I, I either, that or they don't know and they, they fake their fandom. That's the other, cho- the other side of it. But um, literally no one has gotten a question wrong. That you, kind of. Pu- you were like, talking it's, about it's a the tied score as of now. Sure, you were talking about the the immemorium section. I think we should just finish this up by saying that I love the fact that they gave Rickman the last word in the entire fucking thing. My, I agree. That being said, my my criticism of the character of Snape has nothing to do with the fact that Alan Rickman sure. played him perfectly, mm-hmm. and and ultimately. Good for him. Like having because it, it's it's also throws in there will always be Harry Potter and there will always be reverence and and love for the Harry Potter books as well as movies, despite the fucking author. And if you want more of that, you guys should listen to Dog Eared. Or or our two episodes on Harry Potter. That too. Uh ridiculous and uh goblet of fucking half blood prince or something uh, some, like that. Some yeah, I'd have it's to look too, it up. It's a year it's... and a half ago. You guys will find it. <laughs> it they're, they're, it's clearly Harry Potter if you read the titles, trust us. Um right. all right. Break out the gloves. Let's go. Okay. First and foremost, you are absolutely correct that they were going to make the title Matrix Resurrections. Mm-hmm. And I Nothing that was just gut instinct. I had and, zero. Yeah. And and I was of the opinion, I'm like, I really fucking hope they don't, because that is such a lazy fucking title. You know, it's it's just a title they would use. And it wasn't against your criticism. It was against the criticism of of the writer and then the studio being like, yes, we love it. It's like fucking no, dude, that's a thing that but you it, do in the late '90s, early 2000s. It, it also fit the the. See, you, you don't. I, I feel like in general, I'm not even talking about the Matrix. That sometimes you don't think of branding the right way. Sure, I do. No, no, I think sometimes no, you don't. I, w- I would have changed. I would have made the title rebooted. The Matrix rebooted. Okay, because you're rebooting a computer. Okay, I mean, I I can go with that. But my point was to stick with the R. Like, they couldn't call it the Matrix, you know, again. The Matrix semblance, yeah. The Matrix, you know, 
awakenings. Yeah, like they. they, yeah, they I, I agree. This... Okay. I, 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 that's why I was. I liked mine more because, of course, it's mine. I like my <laughs> opinion more. Yeah, but did you know that? That being said, did I hate this movie? No. Okay. All right. But, the way, the way but, you set it up. <laughs> but it was it was woefully like not needed. No, it, it wasn't needed. I, I, I can't I can't disagree with you there. It's very no time to die in that it's not needed. I, I can't you could have ended with with revelations and left it there. I mean yeah. you absolutely could have. Um but all things said, if if you're going to do this as a someone who is as much of a fan as I am I think they did it right. Is it the best one in the franchise? Not by a long shot, but it. I think they did it right. They 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 hit all the points they needed to hit, while making it, at least in my opinion, believable compared to what happened previously. Like we we've talked about this in in multiple franchises where like you get a sequel and you're like, well, wait a minute, based on what happened in the last one, how the fuck right. is this happening? That to me never, they, they, they gave explanations for everything. Like to me, the only thing, you know, like, or, or, or made it conceivable, you know, like, you look like you're about to disagree, so I want to let you say I, your I, point. No, I, I don't disagree because, admittedly, I'm not nearly as big of a fan as you are. So I take this, I I take that into consideration. I think the Matrix on a whole sometimes is a bit over my head from time to time. Okay, and I mean the whole concept. I mean, sure, I sure, mean sure. All four films. Um, what I what I how I view this film is that. Warner Brothers went to the Wachowskis and said, we want another Matrix film. And they both kept saying, absolutely not. Uh, oh, We're no, not- no. They, listen, I don't know that that's reality, but based on some of the dialogue that takes place in the movie itself, I 100% think some of it's a direct shot back at Warner Brothers without that's question. My, that's my point, because Warner Brothers was going to make a prequel to Morpheus, and they were like eyeing fucking uh, Michael B. Jordan. See, I'd be okay with that, though. And I'd I don't be think, okay with that too. And I don't but... think you need the Wachowskis to be involved in that. Like, I'm not upset that they are, but you could do it without them. But they were also saying we're going to also probably what we want another Matrix sequel ready to go because we're going to do this Morpheus thing on the side. What I hope, enough... what I hope, isn't true. And I hate to say this as someone who's a fan, but in the dialogue in the movie, when when Thomas is talking to his business partner when they're in the about the video game series that basically is the movies, which I thought was a brilliant fucking twist, by the way, mm-hmm. turning the original movie series into the video game franchise within the within the new movie, I thought was fucking genius, but. Right. When they're talking and he goes, Warner Brothers, our parent company, wants another trilogy. My, my, gotta be honest with you, my heart dropped into my stomach. Because I was like, I don't know that we need another three total. Like, I, I agree. This one was good, and I thought fit the story well. 
but I'm I'm not clamoring for more. You know what I, I mean? Like I, I guarantee that conversation happened. Oh, I'm, but I'm, now, but I'm, now I don't think it's going to happen. What is it? I mean, I don't know how it's doing financially. So I mean, I don't. I I because, well, financially is one thing, but the critics are mixed. They're they're like the even the fans are like, what the fuck did we watch? Like even as an example, Michael, Michael saw it. Michael, you know, just like every other kid in the fucking nineties. Love the Matrix and and you know and appreciate it. His criticism was there was very little action. Fucking Neo didn't really do a whole lot of punching or martial arts. And the reason why that everyone is kind of deduced is that he is doing a lot of action for John Wick Four, and that he couldn't do a whole lot for this one. Hence, why he was doing the fucking force push as often as he was. Um, I, I, I could see that. I, I also, if you, if you really look back at the first Matrix, the first one, the 99 OG yeah. Matrix, yeah. he doesn't do a whole lot in that one either. There's only sure really does. like, there's only really two big scenes where he's doing action. Maybe three. I'll give you three scenes. Okay. It's the the fight with Morpheus in in the training program. Correct. The lobby scene and the final fight with Smith. Those are really the only three like real action fight scenes that he does in that entire in that entire film. Right. It's not the burly brawl. I I no. Do agree with that. Or or even or even the 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 fight with the um. The Exiles, because when he's right after the Merovingian, he fights the all the they're not I guess they're not Exiles, but the the all the Merovingian people while they're flipping around the the lobby of his home. In, in, in oh, in Reloaded. In Reloaded, yeah, because yeah. the Brawly Brawl and that are both in the same movie. You right. know, like well, the, I I was just double checking because the Merovingian and the Exiles are in this one as yes, well. Yes, well. And but they're not the same exiles either. I think some of them they're are, call, but they're called exiles. Though. No, they are, but I don't think they're. Yeah, I. First off, I felt like that whole scene was unnecessary. Um, part of it was, part of it wasn't. the 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 parts with Smith absolutely were. The parts with the rest of the exiles, yeah, I would agree with you. Would probably kind of unnecessary. I I felt like the concept of Smith. I actually liked what they did with Smith. I really liked what they did with Smith. I I appreciate NPH's fucking. Well, he's not villain. Smith. No, he's not Smith. But I thought he was a more compelling villain than this version right. of Smith. So let's let's. But Smith isn't the villain here. That's the thing. So let's but let's he still is a villain. N- not really. Like he. All right. Let let's. Let's back up a minute here and 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 kind of go a little beat for beat on this if I can because I can hit high points without doing like every second of the film I promise okay. but like okay. so first and foremost convincing him that he was crazy and and that he'd always been in the matrix like the 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 the, the real world thing that the first three films never happened mm-hmm. was. I thought a, a great genius move. And like I said, I 
turning those movies into his video game, you know, and actually you and actually having some of the real merch, some of the real statues that exist on his shelf, yeah. like that that one of Trinity falling, you could buy that forever, you know. Yeah. And I think you could buy the Sentinel. Even even the opening sequence where they kind of recreate the first one, but it's not the same exact thing because it's this modal, this this twist, you know. And and I even like at first when I saw trailers for this and saw the Morpheus was not Lawrence Fishburne, mm-hmm. my first gut thought was, "Oh fuck this." Right. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, I was really... Cause, no, you told me that. Yeah, I was not happy with that. And then I saw it, and I saw the explanation for why it's not Lawrence Fishburne, and I was like, okay, I'm on board with this. Like, I, mm-hmm. I, I, I get this logic, and I'm in. Mm-hmm. You know? So, um, I, I loved all that. I liked how... They showed you, the audience, how they were tricking Neo Thomas Anderson before they ever revealed it. I lo- I, 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 I feel like I need to reiterate. I did like the movie. Okay. I just had some minor issues. So, like- no, I, I had a few myself. Like, I agree with you. It, like, it was a nice throwback to have the Merovingian show up, but there was really no need for it. None. Unnecessary. Yeah. I like um, and if you were if you didn't have subtitles on, you wouldn't know what the fuck he was saying. No, you're right. I actually had to put them on. I actually did put them on to, to figure. But I did like. Here's the thing, and that's the thing that's a shame because once you know what he's saying, what he's saying, while the rest of the other stuff it's is profound. kind of, yeah, it's really profound. Like yeah. the other stuff going on around them is kind of not necessary, but what he's saying during that is really mm-hmm. profound shit. I agree with that. But see, this is this is my conclusion and and thoughts on the film on a whole. It is the most self-referential meta version of the Matrix. Oh yeah, which is, I mean, to like we were discussing earlier, the whole scene of Smith the boss telling Anderson, "We need a fucking reboot." It. Wonder Brothers wants us to make another fucking trilogy or just a standalone, whatever. Yeah. I what what is what has been confirmed numerous times is that with the Wachowskis were approached every year after uh revolutions. Revelations. Uh, revelations. Yeah. We always we always fuck those up. Yeah. Um uh to make another matrix. And they were both like, no, we did our movie, we're done. We're fucking we want to do and, other shit. And to my knowledge and I forget the other sister's name, but not Lana, the one who who did do it. She's here, but the other one still wanted nothing to do with this film. And 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 the reason why, because you are correct, um, is that they lost their parents mm-hmm. recently, as, within the last like three years, I think it is. They lost them. They lost their parents, and then a close family friend. Yep. Yep. All within a year. Yep. And. And within the last three total, like it's been a very recent thing. Right. Yeah. And the one who directed, I think is Lana. Lana is the one that directed. I can't remember the other sister right now. It's Lily. Like, okay. Yeah. Lily's the one that had nothing to do with it. Right. I think Lana had, she's like, well, I lost my parents. I lost my loved one. I can go back to 
Neo and Trinity as like, these are characters that I love, that I create, that I adore. It is the closest thing to having my parents back in a roundabout way because they are older and blah, blah, blah. Well, that was let, Lana. Let, Lana said that. Okay. That's that, why she that's agreed to do it. That's, 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 that's what I'm saying. Lily had the same exact reaction, but on the opposite end. She's like, yep. I, I don't want anything to do yep. because it's too hard for me. Yep. I want to, I want to grieve in a very different way than my sister. Um, so that being said, it, it is very self-evident that they, no matter what, there was going to be a Matrix 4. Whether the Wachowskis had any say in it or not, Warner Brothers was going to make one. So Lana was like, all right, if we're if you're going to fucking make one, then I'm going to fucking spearhead this shit. But she wrote so many, like, Fucking Warner Brothers is forcing me to do this. Yeah, there was I a lot of yeah, and, do this. and and I will say this, like for me ranking them out, it is third for me. Um, I I, yeah, I put it just I above Revelations. Like I like Revelations, but there was enough of this that I like just a bit more. Like it's really close for me. For me personally, it's Reloaded one, this, and then Revelations. In order of preference, I understand. Right. I understand where number one sits in the cinema mm-hmm. pantheon of you know it's it's just like the Dark Knight. Like I get it, you know. Sure. So mine um, mine would be one, three, four, and then two. Really? And yeah, um, I really when we did our Matrix deep dive, yeah, a year ago at this point, something like that, yeah. I I I had a whole new understanding because I, I ultimately had you uh, to hold my hand through the whole process. Sure, I wasn't. I it wasn't that I hadn't seen them. It's just that most of the time I didn't care. I didn't care enough about the mythology of it. Yeah. What I will say is that uh, Resurrections is is one of the better mythology aspects sequels. It, okay. It ex- explains everything and it does it with enough uh, uh, respect. That only one of the Wachowskis could have done, to be perfectly honest. However, on an action film scale, it's probably the last one in my book. Yeah, it's which is not, why I have it at three. There's not a lot of action, correct. I agree with you. It, it's much more about the philosophy in this one, which right. which the first one very much was too, I would say. You know But I, and also uh Revelations. Revelations had a lot of the philosophy as much. Whereas in my opinion, reloaded was a little bit more of just like, we're going to blow some shit up. (laughs) There was a lot of philosophy in that too, though. There's that scene between the counselor and Neil back in Zion talking about, you know, uh, things there. And, and there were a couple different scenes. Um, let, let's get into some stuff. I think you'll, you'll be able to talk to a little more. Look, you mentioned Smith. Let's get back to him real quick. You know, like mm-hmm. the because I, if you remember when we did the deep dive, and I'm not going to look it up right now. The guy who played Bane, B- Bane did yeah. a hell of a Hugo weaving impression. We both gave him a bunch of props for that. Absolutely. Now I don't think Jonathan Groff, that's the guy who played Smith in this one, did as good as that guy. But there's enough of the mannerisms, and I think he hit the key points well enough that you can truly believe that that is Smith reskinned. My understanding is that they toyed with... He watched 
everything with Hugo Weaving to prepare for it. Okay. And he even had more or less developed an impression of Hugo Weaving, okay. not unlike the guy who played Bane in uh, Matrix Revelations. But they all kind of it was it was a collaborative decision of saying, let's not make an impression. You you need to be the essence of Smith, but you're not Hugo Weaving Smith. And he and just he, like just like Morpheus was the same thing. It's a different iteration. Absolutely right. And 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 I think he did it. I think he hit it successfully. I just didn't see enough of him. He was used very sparingly. I agree. I, I think you could have used him more, but I, I, don't, I do like that he actually is not the primary antagonist. I do like that we had a different antagonist in this. Mm-hmm. And to your point, I thought MPH was fucking brilliant as the, yep. as the analyst. I, I was kind of catching the fact they were trying to make him think he was insane. Like, there's all the little clues. His medication is the blue pill. Yep. That was the biggest, that was the biggest one. But like, even when they're talking about the, the digital self image where they, everyone else saw him as someone else. There's Mm -hmm. a scene where he's in the bathroom that if you watch out of the corner of your eye in the one mirror, you see the image that everybody else sees. He's 60 year old fucking Neo. But he doesn't see it. Like he's straight on looking at it. But on the side mirror, you see that sixty-year-old. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, I had to, I had to rewind it. I admit it. And the same thing happens with Trinity when they're in the coffee shop. The reflection in the table is a different person. The one time I saw that too. And what's unclear? Well, I think I understand it, but what's not said is that I think. When I think when Trinity as Tiffany sees him, she sees Keanu Reeves. She doesn't mm-hmm. see the old man. And I think conversely, it's the other way around. I think he sees Trinity, whereas everyone else sees the blonde woman. It, it's Agreed. in the reflection. Um, I, well, especially since he he would recognize her. Because he's been kind of, at least in his own made-up memories, he's been kind of basing the character of Trinity on her likeness anyways. Right. So she would look like Trinity. And I think she sees sees herself, too, because, you know, like, he he sees Keanu Reeves. And I'm saying that just to differentiate the different faces. Instead of old man Keanu, yeah. Yeah, he sees... I think she did, because she has that discussion with him where she says, I was talking to my husband... And said, doesn't she look a lot like me? And my husband laughed at me because he doesn't see that same face. Right. See, those are the little things that were really laid throughout the film that I fucking like, I just agree. grabbed at my heartstrings for this franchise. I was like, oh my God, there we go. Right. And, and it would not have been... It would not have been well executed if it was not a Wachowski to be perfectly... Oh, no. I, 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 I genuinely believe that if... Oh, a Wachowski was not involved in this. If not both of them, it would have right. been a flaming pile of shit. Agreed. Um, yeah. I, even the subtle thing of having the the therapist or the analyst having blue glasses. I didn't even think about that, but you're right. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, you know the um, other thing. The other thing I found. Did you notice when they're having the meetings, they're saying the same shit. Every time in yep. different clothes, like it was yep. just like, like it 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 was proof of what they were saying about putting him on the loop 
But unless yeah. you know, that's the thing that's great about the Matrix films as a whole. And again, to your point about the Wachowski being involved, right, is that on the first watching, a lot of that probably didn't make any sense. You're just like, oh, they're just showing different days and these guys are kicking around the same ideas. No, mm-hmm. it's this cycled fucking loop that he's right. just reliving every goddamn day. Uh, also, a very disappointing bonus credit scene. Yeah, yeah, I, I have to agree. That was kind of stupid. But what I one of the, but there were little things that I love that were seemingly jokes. Okay, not just as the Matrix on a whole, but the fact that like the internet has been claiming that Keanu Reeves has never aged, and they legit say that in this. They're yeah. like, "Oh, you have not aged today. You look yeah. exactly how I look." Blah blah blah. Meanwhile, Jada Pinkett Smith not looking good. Well, no, I think that was a makeup job. Uh, obviously, but like, I also, I have if to my say- math is right, she should be like a hundred years old or, or no, like 90 I, years old 80 something. Cause I think she was like 20, 25 to 28 in the, oh, in the original okay, trilogy. But even still she's, she should not be moving around as active as she is. Well, I mean, you don't know what, what, you know, they have in 20, <sighs> 22, 70 something. Cause that's where it would be. I'll tell you one thing that was kind of disappointing. What's that? And, and this is, this is the truth. Uh, one, I have a question. Two, I have a comment. Okay. Uh, the, the the comment is they make a very passing reference of the fact that at some point the machines, some machines rebel and fight the other machines with the humans. Why was that not a fucking movie? Because that sounds way more interesting in theory. Like that should have been a plot. That should have been a movie. Well, I, and and and. So, well, that's your comment. What's your or was your question is why is that not a movie? It's a comment question. It's okay. more of like a thinking out loud type so, of thing. But my, the, the other question is why the fuck does Trinity fly? I they gave no explanation of that. There apparently is an explanation about that online. I have not dug into yet, but okay. I have my own theory. Okay. Um, and I will tell you that in a second. But to answer your first comment question, mm-hmm. I think that's where you're missing Lily. I think oh. I think if Lily had been involved in the project, you would have gotten a little more of that action that you wanted, and maybe even an, an expansion on that piece. Okay, I that's my honest to god, just gut feeling on it. I think that this comes more from the fact that it's only Alana involved, mm-hmm. um, because from what I've read about Alana, was much more philosophical even when she was a man. Mm-hmm. Um. Or, or in a man's body, I guess is the better way to put it. Um, right. With all respect to our friends in the LGBTQ community, you you all know that it, we're supportive. I'm just trying to get the right concept here. But right. Yeah. B- before she was Lana. She now. Yeah. Um. So I I think if Lily had been involved, you would have gotten a little more of that. So okay. I I I don't know. As far as why Trinity flies now. Again, there's apparently people out there with their own theories that I have not spent time digging into yet. But mm-hmm. my logic on it is this, is that they were, how do I put this? Neo is not the one. They're the two? It, it, it's more like they're the one, but sure. Yeah. And, they're the yin-yang. And as such, when they were rebuilt 
and there were all these different versions because the analyst makes it sound like there were like four or five different versions of the rebuild before they got it to kind of work to where we mm-hmm. we visually see it. I'm guessing the codes got crossed over somewhere, and whatever was in Neo's code that allowed him to fly previously was now in Trinity. Okay. Now, why specifically or how may never get explained. It's every but, single time they touch fingers and, you know, there's a little bit of contamination. Or or just something in the, when you, you, I mean, you see them literally kind of get drilled into and re, you know, rebuild in that one scene, you know. Mm-hmm. So, it, you know, I, I, I don't. It's, it's a good, it's a good answer to a question. But, like, don't you think that's something that they should have? Yeah, yeah, like, well, and my thinking like, is that they're potentially leaving the door open for a fifth. You know, I'm not saying I want it, but that's things that could be explained in a fifth. I just felt like it was an it was a deleted scene of, like, Doogie Hauser being like, hey, by the way, why can you fly now? Yeah. And then have I, her just be like, well, listen, you should uh, know, blah, blah, blah. I, I do want to touch on some other things, but going back to MPH again, he... He really, uh, he really just hit it out of the park. Like I've seen him play multiple roles over my lifetime, including the one you referenced, Doogie Hauser, which is the first time I ever saw him. Where I'm right. sure the first time most people ever saw him, you know. No, the first time I saw him was Harold and Kumar, which well, is I'm very talking about people of I'm talking about people of my age, you know. No, but I'm like, imagine where I'm coming from, where like. I found out he was a cute little fucking doctor kid, <laughs> and I'm like, wait, he wasn't a like a hooker banging coke snorting. Oh, oh he's gay. Like I just fucking like, I, you know, I, I've I seen a him, very different Doogie Hauser. I've seen two. I've seen him play two roles that I thought were the absolute most genius roles I've ever seen him play, and this is one of them. And the other one is Barney on How I Met, Met Your Mother. I I. From what I've seen, I can attest to that. I think him making fun of himself as in Carol and Kumar is pretty fucking funny. Yeah, but see that to me, I, I but get he doesn't that it's call. A... He, he's not saying he's playing himself. He's playing Neil Patrick Harris because he's not playing himself. That's the funny joke. Sure, I get it. But I'm saying like pure on straight out fictitious roles. In my opinion, I, I it's it's Barney and the analyst here. I think he does a good job in Gone Girl as a. I know he does a great job, but I'm saying spot on, sure, perfect sure. casting. Couldn't be better. You couldn't. I don't think you could have picked anyone. Like, like we we sit here on this show and recast movies all the fucking time, right? Yeah. I couldn't recast this role. This I is could've. one. Oh, you could have. I could have, but it would have been. It would have taken away the element of surprise. I'm sure. You bring back Hugo Weaving to play the the analyst. Currently, how he looks, older, seasoned, you know. No, I, I get it, but but the way the analyst but it would have taken to, away the element of surprise. Not just that, but the way the analyst seems to be written, you needed that attitude that I feel like NPH conveys better than Hugo would have. True. I'm, in terms of fan service, we would like there would have been like yes. we would have wanted Hugo Weaving to be sure. the one really fucking with Neo. The other one is Colin Hanks. Colin Hanks is an actor who okay. can both be I could see neurotic that. and conniving and scary. I could, I could see that. I still think MPH, but I'm saying there's been other movies, and I'm not thinking of any one in particular, 
where we could list like four or five different people that could have played the same role as the one that was cast. Sure. This is like forget forgetting the fan service part for a minute. We we've named two people. Yeah. Like I don't even think our DJ could have pulled this off as well. And I think he's pretty nuts. Not in that context. I no. can see RDJ playing a shrink for sure. Yes, but I'm saying in the way that the analyst, the way that it starts and the way that it ends, the way that character arcs over the course of this uh, movie. I, I agreed. Yeah, it's. You know what? You know who actually would have been a really interesting fan casting and hmm. like like fan service, and we we're all like, "What the fuck?" Hmm. You get Joey. You get Joe Pantoliano. Okay. The only other one I could see you just go- going for fan service is the kid. Which kid? The the kid. He, you no, know, that's it. Like he, he oh, never the, has the, a... the fucking one who created the the woman in the red dress. No, 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 no. The 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 one that comes running up to him in Zion is like Neo, oh. and he's, he's he's also the 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 feature in one of the Animatrix uh, yeah. things. Yeah, that kid. But he's called the kid. The character's called the kid, right? Because he doesn't have a name. They never gave him a name. Um, I, 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 I loved, I loved the, the progression of the world, like everything that happened, like all the technology they seem to have, have the fact that they developed this new city IO and, and were able to give it an, give it an artificial sky and grow strawberries. You know what I mean? Like all with the help of the machines because there are machines now that are not you know that there's more there are a group of machines that are working with the humans like i i feel like that all made sense like none of that was like what like it all uh, it all logistically made sense to me i like the fact that they called it io and steph pointed out you think it's called ios because ones and zeros I'm almost positive that's what it is. Yeah, but that's never said. It's just a very no. interesting yeah. observation, and that's the thing is that I I agree this movie is full of interesting observations, and if you had to make this movie, then this is how they were going to do it, regardless, because we are in a fucking meta world and self referential, and 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 that's fine. Um, it in a roundabout way, do I wish that they had just rebooted the whole fucking thing, new cast, new characters. I would, no, I, no, no, no. I, I'm, I'm still open to a origin story of Morpheus. Cause that is interesting. I'd even be, I'd even be interested in a, the one origin story mean. And here's what I mean by that. Not Neo, not specifically this Neo, but if you remember in the first matrix, he says, you know, there was a man born inside the matrix who could control, yeah, he was the OG. He was the OG one, right? It, uh, that that's a story I would I would totally watch. You and, and you could recast everybody, yeah, and it would can, work. Yeah. You know, so OG one Kenobi. Yeah. <laughs> um, I the couple of things that were there were some things that were a little dis not disappointing but confusing to me, and I don't mean like mythology shit, right? I mean like they made a big deal. In the lead up, that Christina Ricci was in this thing, right? And she had four lines and was in it for maybe forty five seconds. I, like I, I don't understand why she was in this film at all. And and her her character's name, which is never said on camera, but on the screen here on my uh, the IMDb is Guinevere. Okay, really close to Guinevere. 
what's the significance of Guinevere? Lancelot, the whole like I yeah, I, I think that's what they're going with it, but I don't know why. Like I I, I know I, look just like her casting because they made a huge fucking deal when it announced that she was going to be in the film. It would have made more sense. Nothing. It would have made more sense for the for the amount of buildup they they gave to her if she was playing Bugs. I had no problem with the person who played Bugs, but I'm saying if if it would have made more sense with the buildup for her to be Bugs. That's all. I yeah. I mean, I think Bugs was from what I understood, it looked like Bugs was a it was an intentional reference to the Wachowskis themselves. In my How so? opinion. How so? The Wachowskis, uh, from what I've seen, have dyed their hair numerous colors over the years. Like, that's their thing. Sure. And I would argue that Bugs is sort of gender fluid, kind of a in the in the uh, LGBTQ. Well, and, uh, you know, that, that's the other thing that I found really interesting is that when when they're in the meetings discussing the game. They literally said just about everything that everyone has said what the Matrix represented, the movies, over the years. Like, they literally almost, like, just took the clippings and started reading it. The Matrix is the the sort of the, the film version of, like, Catcher in the Rye. Because everybody has interpreted a different yeah. version of Catcher in the Rye. Whereas... It's also uh, to without if, if taking away the Holden Caulfield whole thing. Sure. You can argue the Matrix is definitely the new post-punk Alice in Wonderland. Not to mention the numerous references to Alice in Wonderland. Oh yeah, not like you know bugs having a fucking rabbit be your guide. Yeah, and 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 actually, the the woman closes the book at one point, and she's reading Alice in Wonderland. I mean, exactly through the yeah. rabbit hole. It's, yeah. it's the mirror is through the looking glass, which I like. Again, going back to the technology for a minute, I like the fact that you don't need the phone anymore to get in and out of the hacks. Like you can go through the mirrors. I think that seemed like a logical progression to maybe not I mirror agree. specifically, but to find a new way to get in and out of the matrix. You know, I mean, they definitely were like, how the fuck are we going to put phone booths in this fucking thing? <laughs> right. Like, honestly, Superman, if they make another Superman movie, the whole like him running through the fucking phone booth. Yeah. They, is never going to happen. No. Well, they didn't do it in the last one that I recall. So, um, no, the, the other thing that, you know, uh, being able to talk to the operator without having to make a phone call, like he can just be there in like a digital image that only you can see. Like I thought that was, you know, that was an adjustment for me, admittedly. Like I, I went along with it, but like, it was weird to, to see someone else who was there. That was not technically there. It I was mean, a little, I... it was an, again, it was an adjustment because while you're like watching this film, you're being bombarded with a lot of information. Oh, that sure. is both. Sure. New as well as referencing the old. And it's sort of hard to like, honestly, I would not recommend anybody watch this without first watching one, two and three almost immediately. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would I would agree with that. If you if this is your first experience in the Matrix, while you might enjoy it, you're going to be very, very lost. Yeah, extremely lost. Yeah. The bare minimum, bare fucking minimum. You have to watch the first one. If you if you don't have the time for reload and revolution and revelations, you have to at least watch the first one. Yeah, because never more have they 
shown so many clips of the first one, which in itself was kind of weird. But we just They're, you just said that that was good. I I said that earlier. It's, it's good, but it's still weird. It's 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 kind of again. I I'm looking at this as as the as uh, Lana Wachowski being like, all right, you want me to do a fucking Matrix reboot? Where I'm just gonna fucking talk about the fact that I don't want to do this because you force my hand. All right, a g- bunch of the scenes I'm gonna be playing the first movie, just so if you don't like this one, you can watch the other one in the background. <laughs> I I I mean, and, and the 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 reference throwbacks to a lot of these I loved, like like the we'll call them Morpheus 2.0 for the lack for lack of a better way to describe them. Sure, you know making references back and, and, and acknowledging it's a reference. Do you know what I mean? Like, like when he comes out and he goes at last and he goes, Oh yeah. Windows lightning rain. And now I'm coming out of a bathroom stall, but it is what it is. You know, like he, he, he acknowledges these things. And, and the fact that he, he's actually the way Thomas coded Morpheus, like that's, I just thought that was a genius way to do this without Lawrence Fishburne. The thing that I, the, the thing that ups, that upsets me about it in the real world is that apparently they never spoke to Lawrence. It's not like they went to Lawrence and he went, uh-uh, I ain't doing it. Like they never went to him yeah. to to reprise the role. I think they got the impression that he would have said no, so they didn't bother. And also they had written as, well, the most important people that need to come back are neo and trinity, trinity. For some, yeah i mean for some i get it but i mean i you know look that that being said i thought morpheus's fucking outfits in this one was really fucking gaudy i did not like his attire i but i i think that's almost why they did it because he he the character of morpheus is really such a really a full 180 from the Neo that we're used to, or the, the Morpheus that we're used to, that they had to make the outfits fit that. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but he looks like a pimp. But it's okay. Like I, and at one point he is wearing the rimless sunglasses. Like at one in one scene, he is doing the rimless Morpheus right. sunglasses. So I, I don't know. I think I think I just prefer the 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 full on leather. Well, I don't know what that says about me, but <laughs> no, I I get it. And I mean, like even even Neo's not dressed exactly the same, but he does at one point have the long coat on towards the end, which I thought was good. You know what I mean? Like it. it he has long hair and a beard because John Wick makes it so. That's no, really I, the I, that I'm not. I'm not. I meant clothes wise, but sure. yeah. As far as the look, the look goes. I have no problem that he looks like John Wick. Like honestly, I don't. I don't give a shit. That's fine by me. You know, um, he still ultimately shaved his head for at one point. So they must have been done filming John Wick, and he went, "Okay, you know." I think that was a bald cap. No, or they, dig- or they digitally fucking did it. No, I don't think so. I mm. I think that was legit. Um, uh, I. This oh overall man, this it, it it really it really hit it out of the park. And the only reason why I have it so low is because the other two that I have ranked above it are just so good. Do you know what I mean? It's it's not for me that this was bad. It was just that those are so good. You know? My my summary of these three films that we talked about, I'm excluding the Harry Potter fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. world yeah. you know, uh reunion, is would I buy them? You know, 
Like, and, and being as a collector, I'm probably going to buy them all anyways, but for varying reasons. Spider-Man, I, even if I didn't have all the other MCU films, I would buy No Way Home. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you there. Yeah. Uh, uh, no Time to Die, I would buy just to finish the set. I, 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 I bought it. I have it pretty much for that right. same reason. Yeah. Matrix 4... Um, is a is a toss up between the two of them. It's like if well, if I didn't have the Matrix films, I wouldn't bother. Sure, but I happen to like it, and I also happen to own them, so I'll buy it. Um, you I'm know? actually waiting to see if they put out like a because uh, they have the thing called the Ultimate Collection, which up until Resurrections was the Animatrix and the other three films with a whole bunch of bonus features in a really cool matrix looking box. It's it's literally a black box with like the green mm-hmm. matrix code all over it. Mm-hmm. And the only way I'm replacing that is if they do another one of those where they shove this thing into it. Cause if they do that, sure. I'll probably do that on 4k. Cause I've been considering upgrading to 4k for that franchise anyway. And sure. the only reason why I haven't done it yet is because I was waiting to see what happens with, with this one. Um, I, 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 yeah, I, I'm, I'm in, like, that's really, they're always to it. Like, I just, I dug it. I, I, I was afraid I was going to hate it, which I, which I didn't, I didn't on the, especially on the first viewing, I didn't love it as much as I love the other ones. Sure. I, I, I do think the OG one, well, put it this way. It's got a very different vibe than the original trilogy, for sure. I can't yeah. argue that. It holds enough reverence to the original ones that it fits. Mm-hmm. But if, to your point, to if you were telling somebody, well, watch them all at the same time because you you kind of need to. Yeah. I guarantee you, when they get the four, they're going to be like, w- w- wait a minute, that's not the same. It it has a very different feel to it. You know, it's, it's definitely, you know, it's kind of like, think of it like this. Okay. Imagine Daniel Craig made no time to die 20 years after he made Spectre, but he still looks exactly the same. We're all just kind of like, it's a reboot, but it's, he's, he's back, but it's also, it's self-referential to the other ones. It's kind of that whole, it's, it's the, what if scenario of, Honestly, it's kind of like a Rocky Balboa. Yeah, you know. It, yeah, yeah. I, I know, can it, see it's that. One of those back to the well type of scenarios. The, the one thing I will say I liked them. I really liked about this is that like one of my biggest problems with the revelations is they killed him. I I hated that they killed him. You know, he didn't. You didn't have to have like another seven Matrix movies. That's not what I was saying. But like. Let it give let the, him give the guy some happiness. Something right, and ultimately they kill him. So the fact that that Neo's back, and they were able to reconnect him with Trinity. You know what I mean? Like ah, uh, but I think you hit the nail on the head. He died because Trinity died. He didn't die they because both have... Trinity died. He he was gonna die regardless. He was gonna no, but I'm saying because Trinity did die, he wouldn't want to keep going. No, he didn't. No, I, no, no, no. He for sure. I agree with you there. So my what we were talking about how they are even in this new rebooted version, they are two halves of one. They are the one. So if 
they both have basically they both have to die and they both have to live and they both die in the last one and they're both living in this one to complete the whole thing yeah I so, get it. so if you want you can just like how we're talking about the you know the bond films you could stop at revelations but there's also that other one yeah no i hear you know you know what scene i would have loved by the way we would have never got it and it wouldn't have made sense to put into the movie but it's a scene i would like to see like like a like a like a post-credit scene or or something Mm -hmm. right is the architect and the analyst Mm-hmm. Because he even references the architect. He's like my my mm-hmm. previous guy. He was all about equations and balance, and he was an idiot. Like I would love to see the two of them fucking face off and just you know battle the the brains, like just just verbally sparring sure. with each other. That would have been brilliant. I uh, I'm yeah, tell- I-, I will tell you this. I I like I said. I've watched this four times now, and I've got another. 17 or 16 days before they take it off HBO. Mm-hmm. I probably will get at least another three viewings in between now and the time it's gone. Well, just a reminder, we got homework. No, I know we have homework, but that's the thing. Like I can, I, this is one of those things that now that I've seen it, I'll put it on like while I'm going to bed or something. You know what I mean? I but gotcha. every time I watch it and if the same thing happened with the original matrix, like I love the original matrix on, on first watch. I didn't understand a lot of it because you're not meant to understand the matrix on the first watch. Right. That's the thing with a lot of people don't, don't get about the first film is that especially at the time that it came out, when you watch it the first time, you're not meant to understand everything on the first watch. Like it's, it's meant to be watched multiple times Right. This one does the same thing. Like, as much as I love Reloaded and and Revelations, you can watch them and get exactly what's happening from beginning to end on the first watch. Like it's there's For not the a lot part, of yeah. lot of there's not a lot of subcontext to those two films. They're they're mm-hmm. they're still fantastic in my view, but there's not a lot of that. But that first one's got a lot of underlying, like, oh, moments. I feel like mm-hmm. this one hit that same mark. Mm-hmm. It's not as good and it's not as like holy shit, but it definitely has those moments of like, oh, okay. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like I I don't know. And again, to the point you made about the Merovingian with the subtitles, like some of the shit that he says, man, was profound, but it was but it was garbled under a fucking beard and accent. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he he, I, he was honestly the you know. It just makes me look at like all the homeless people that are raving like a lunatic. Maybe they're onto something. Maybe they're just <laughs> maybe they're all just fucking smart. We just can't understand them. The Catwoman and Simpsons. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah. Uh, all right. Um, anything else from your end on that? Um. Okay, I have the I have the best way of answering that and ending the episode. And also prepping for the next one. No! Hey, motherfuckers, get ready for a long closing that us podcasters are obligated to do. I try to make this funny, so bear it all with me. If you're currently listening to this after an episode, then you already know how to find us. But if someone played this for you and you need directions, then you can listen to us on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you find your podcasts. Or simply Google us. Please don't forget to rate and comment. Seriously, we're not just saying that because we want to. We need your acceptance. 
Also, we do it live. Fuck it. Sorry. What I mean to say is we show off our shenanigans every Friday on getvocal.com slash pod askew. That is vocal spelled V-O-K-L. This is a way for our fans and friends and family to interact with us and occasionally offer to pay for therapy. Catch these interventions at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, which is 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Do the math if you're not in either of those time zones. Also, if you happen to like us individually, I do a live reading of books called Rico's Reads. This means I take a look and read a book. Currently, I'm waiting for LeVar Burton to sue my literate ass, but I add funny voices and say fuck a lot. So it's not true plagiarism. So let me tuck your ass in on Thursdays on GetVocal.com at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And for you West Coast dudes, that means 4 p.m. If you want to agree with or yell at us, especially CJ, follow him and me and the show on Twitter. The show is at Podeskew. I am at Rance Rico. And CJ is at M underscore Blade. Clearly, he put more thought into his username than I. We want to thank Logo Mike for our logo. That's why we call him Logo Mike. The dude is our very own Michelangelo. If you want or need some good art, hit him up at logomike80 at gmail.com. That's logomike80 at gmail.com. We got to give a big sloppy thank you to Samuel Lemons for all the original music on the show, especially our theme music. You can find Sam on Twitter at Samuel Lemons and his music on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash Samuel dash Lemons. When life gives you Sam Lemons, you better pucker up and fucking finally. And most important, we have to thank all of you. Well, we don't have to. We want to. It really does mean a lot to CJ and I. You guys have prioritized your time listening to us. We really, really appreciate it. Hang tight for the post-credit. Damn it. I need a smoke. This is not over yet. I will sequel franchise spin-off. Putain de connard d'enculé de ta mère, elle est Damn it. Coming to bed, hon? Yep, honey, I'll be right there. Just gotta turn out the light. Ow! 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 Ah! Some things never change. Like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. Please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.